Blog Talk Radio.
this morning, Roe versus Wade was overturned. We've been singing this song as a declaration for a while now, declaring that the giant would come down. And I believe this morning was a prophetic picture of what God wants to do in your life this weekend. So we've been praying for the giant to go down. And I believe that in the same way that that giant has went down in our nation, that there's giants in your life that will come down this weekend. These are not just pretty words. This is the word of God. What happened was David faced a lion. And then it died. And then David faced a bear. And then it died. And because of him knowing the faithfulness of his God, he was able to step to the giant and say, I see you. I know you. In the same way the lion came down, in the same way the bear came down, in the same way you're coming down. Come on, sing it out.
Well, good evening. Welcome to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network, where we do it more than we talk about it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Carmen, and I'll be your host tonight. And today is July 8th, 2023. And I hope you had a great week. I hope you enjoyed that song. That song is called Giant. And I love it because um, these women all gathered to pray against what was going on with Roe versus Wayne. And um, that's all they, they, they sang. They, they, they did like Joshua did, um, that they just worshiped the Lord. And God brought the giant down. And so um, the lyrics to that, it says, you can do anything. You're great and you're mighty. All I need is a memory of a victory like a stone in a sling, like every time that you fought for me. Doesn't that sound like David and Goliath? First came the bear, then came the lion. Now comes the lion. Down goes the lion. Down goes the lion. Amen. All right. Um, Tonight I'm going to be talking. It's not about, you know, we've been talking about spirits and things like that. But um, I'm not going to be talking about that tonight. Uh, I'm going to be talking about something that may affect your emotions, your uh, emotional healing that that God wants to bring. And Prophet Randy has been talking about this. And um, this week, I got a letter in the mail. And it was about this one company that was telling us, you know, our neighborhood that um, we needed uh, some uh, insurance, you know, in case our pipelines get messed up, um, usually trees. When they don't have water, they just gravitate to pipelines and they wrap their roots around the pipelines. And before you know it, you have issues. You have damage um, because those roots go to where they're not supposed to. And um, so God was talking to me about roots. And so Prophet Randy was been talking about all of this. Um, but particularly this week, there was something that happened. Um and uh, I want to share something personal about my life. Um, and it has to do with the roots of, uh, of bitterness, not directly with me, but with people that I love. Um, the root of bitterness is not a spirit, right? But it can invite spirits once it's in there and you've got your, your emotions all messed up. It can it can bring other things into you um, if you let that root of bitterness go rampant. You can end up with sicknesses because of that root, and that root of bitterness is is a poisonous root. It's poison. It does not come to bring life. It comes to kill, like the Word of God says in John ten ten. It comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So um, God says this is what God thinks about this root. He says, look. After it's in Hebrews twelve fifteen, look after each other, so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. So God is instructing us there that we're supposed to look out for one another. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. In other words, that root of bitterness 
that that uh, messes up not only the person but other people. It's infectious. It is. It's like an infection, and so it spreads. It spreads like a tree that you don't want, or or a, a bush that you don't want somewhere. It just keeps growing something that you don't want growing. It'll grow and grow and grow, and it won't be good. It brings damage, just like the the tree that wraps itself around the water pipelines and creates problems for the homeowners, right? So bitterness is a root that goes in a person and begins to produce all kinds of deep sins, right? sins that are deep within the person, in their um, in their soul, um, in their mind. The soul is divided in the mind, the will, and the emotion. So you're you, you're going to see once you you understand what this fruit of bitterness um, is all about. You're going to see how this manifests in people's minds. It, it messes them up. They have mental illnesses um, over time, um, or to the point. Some people may not end up with a, but they could end up with a sickness. So the, it could, it, you know, the enemy is going to come somewhere. He's either going to mess up your mind or your body. This is the mind, the will, the emotions. Your emotions are not going to be right. Okay, so um, bitterness produces these things. Bitterness produces anger. Have you seen some people that are so angry? Rage. And it's the mindset that isolates this person with a bitter root. It isolates them from other people when they have that. And, And I'll give you a description of what I'm talking about because God was clearly showing me what what it was doing to these two people in my family. Once that root gets in a person, it's it's tough. And I mean, we are all um, prone to it if we're not walking in holiness, you know, to protect us from those things. Um, it begins to grow, and then it begins to choke out the life of that person in many ways, just like that tree that I was talking about, the tree in a homeowner's um, front yard or backyard that overgrows and it goes in deep. It starts trying to wrap itself uh, around. Or um, how about the oleander? The oleander searches for water. And there have been um, people that have had oleanders inside a pipe, um, and it's caused damage, okay? If you are a Christian, your strength begins to become less and less if you operate, if you allow this root of, of bitterness to come in, you have less. Some people physically feel they're more and more tired. The root of bitterness um, chokes the life out of a godly person, the God life out of a person. It's, it's just imagine that tree. Imagine you're that tree. And, and, um, you're you're standing there and your roots are going down. It, it, it's going to choke you. It's going to, well, let's look at the analogy of the tree uh, wrapping itself around the pipe, the water pipe. It's going to choke the, the water from going anywhere and it'll cause problems. It pushes you deeper and deeper out of God's light and more and more into darkness because that, that, that uh, root of bitterness, it chokes out anything of God. Anything that has to do with God. Anger is not of God. Rage is not of God. Suspicion is not of God. And this, this root of bitterness 
attempts to do all that. You may think you are right and have the right to be angry at another person or others because of what they did to you. And um, I see this in people that have been divorced um, or people that have lost children or someone that has had a, a real tragedy, a tragic experience. They tend to get bitter. It could be someone that offended uh, you. It could be a pastor, a church member, a family member, the whole family, a friend, an ex, someone that promised you happiness, then turned and lied to you. Uh, You know, so many uh, scenarios here. This root of bitterness, we have to look at it and we have to cast it out. We have to command it to go, how? It's not a spirit, so we don't cast it out. How do we deal with it? You'll see. You may feel you have the right to to be offended, and you'll see some people like this um, that feel like they have the right to feel offended and bitter, but you don't. You don't have the right to be offended and, and bitter because if you are a child of God, you're supposed to do things the way the kingdom of God operates, not the way you think or how your flesh feels. We need to search deep in our hearts for every situation you go through. You can't measure things all in the same way. People, not everybody is going through the same thing, so things can't be measured in the same way. You need to search each of your situations individually. You may have hurts that have caused bitterness. Have you seen somebody that, that has gotten uh, divorced? And the spouse may may have been unfaithful, and they just go blah 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 blah, and they just gossip about them, and they're enraged. Even when they think or somebody that lost a job, they're so enraged. Have you seen uh, people that have, that they they say they go postal? They they get enraged. Why? Because they are embittered. But that scenario goes way before that. For them to be at that point where they go postal, you know that that spirit has been working in them for a while. And this is the danger of it. This is why I'm speaking about it today Um, because it's very dangerous. It's not only contaminating you, it contaminates those around you. And I'll show you how. And so as you look, uh, searching with your spiritual flashlight of God's word, you're going to use God's word to search it out. Because it's only God's word that will expose it. It'll expose it from that dark place. So you need God's word. You need to be in God's word so that you can have that light. God's word is a a light unto our feet, right? And uh, so we have to read the word. We have to stay in the word so that we can be guided by God and we won't go into places uh, or doing things our way thinking that we know best, that's pride. And usually people with a a root of bitterness in their heart, they have pride. They are doing things their way. This root goes in deep. And I'm getting really raw tonight because, you know what, I don't want you guys to lose that grace from the Lord. I want you to get all that stuff out and recognize it or maybe even recognize it in others so that you can reach out to them and show them that, you know, the enemy is doing a number on them and pray for them and show them with the word why this is not good for them. 
this root goes in deep. It goes in deep into your uh, your being in darkness, and it makes everything within you dark. You can't become defensive when somebody tells you something that you're maybe walking in something like that. Usually, people that are in that root of, that have that root of bitterness, they become defensive and they put a wall up and they don't want to hear you because this is a wall that comes up to keep the person from God's truth. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free, the word of God says. Offense will blocks God's truth. So you see why a person in pride will, will lift up the walls of defense, but it's not to defend themselves. It's to keep themselves away from God. They don't realize that that's what pride does. This wall of offense stops you, stops you from getting close to God. It it keeps you in darkness. So bitterness causes you to be touchy. Have you ever seen a touchy person? You know, you can't tell them anything. When someone gets near them, that pain or says anything about their pain, um, the pain, it causes you to, it causes the person to protect themselves. It's like, oh, no, but you don't know. You don't know what they did to me in that job. Oh, you don't know what they've been doing. They, you don't know, uh, you know, they keep me out. They favor everybody else. I'm not favorite. I don't know why they don't, they don't allow me to do this or to do that. Be careful. Or it may be you have a root of bitterness in you and you're in God, and that's probably why. These things are happening. It's attracting more trouble. It's attracting more darkness, causing you to pull away. And then, um, this, um, so this this root of bitterness will cause you to pull away from everybody else, from that pain, because you don't want to, you know, deal with the pain. Even the topic will cause you pain. You may, you may not realize that you have been contaminated or have the root within you, but have you found yourself ever, somebody says something of, of a memory of something that was wrong, that somebody did wrong to you? Think about it. A family has someone pass away, right? Um, this is what happened um, this past week. Uh, we had a, a family member pass away, two brothers. They're older people. And their story is that they were raised by a, a man that was pretty a, pretty much an evil man. This person was into a lot of evil things um, that were not of the Lord. And um, he was a womanizer. He was an adulterer. And so his wife couldn't handle what he was doing. And she committed suicide, leaving two little boys to fend for themselves. Well, back in those days, these are older men. Back in those days, these two little boys, these two, the older men that I'm talking about, when they were babies, when they were little, um, they were introduced to a new mother, a stepmother. This stepmother was only 13 years old. These two little boys, this young mother did not even have children of her own. She was a baby herself. So what happened? Um, she can't deal with taking care of them. So what does the father do? He dumps them on the grandparents of the, the, the maternal grandparents and the aunt. And so they are raised there 
They didn't know any better. They didn't know what was going on or what had happened. But because there was a root of bitterness in the family, because they had lost their daughter, their sister, to this man, because she committed um, a, a suicide, they became embittered. They raised up these two little boys, and they tell of what had happened when they were young, what their father had done. These little boys tried to connect with the dad, but the dad is so wicked that he doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to help them out. So they're living, you know, like orphans in the street. And so nearby family, one of them um, had a lot of stories to tell about what the father did when he was a young boy, how he lived in cardboard boxes and things like that. And um, they would share stories and they were sounded similar. And so they heard the stories that their family had told them about that root of bitterness, you know, the things that their father, their father had done, um, the loss of their mother, their, the root of bitterness in the family took into these two boys. See, uh, we have to be careful that we don't take other people's offenses because we can get contaminated with that root of bitterness, what we listen to, what other people say. And the root of bitterness um, is the way that you're seeing that a wrong was done to you. It may not be the way you saw it, you know. It may be totally different, but it, it comes in and it embitters you. Okay, so... These little boys become men. They're young men. They have their families. And it it does a number on the family because of their bitterness. Their children couldn't handle them because of that bitterness. Have you ever been around somebody that's been bitter? And it's almost like you got to walk on eggshells because anything you say or do causes them to get angry. Um, it's that it's that bad in these people and and they don't forgive. They don't forgive anybody. Um, We have to be careful when you know you have a bitter root It's when you need to forgive. Um, That's when you know that if you don't forgive or feel justified to be angry at what others do, you know, you have a bitter root. Have you been mad at a boss? You're so mad that you see them and you just can't stand them or a coworker. Have you ever seen another coworker look at somebody else and you can tell they don't like them? So bitterness produces defensiveness. Then it produces isolation. That person doesn't want to be around anybody. These little boys grew up to be older men. Guess what? They isolated themselves from the rest of the family and tried to teach their children. Most of the children understood that this was not right, and they couldn't understand their mentality. But regardless, it did affect the the family. It did affect the family. So um, the root of bitterness lowers your defenses. You have to uproot this with forgiveness. Anger is how the root of of bitterness manifests. Rage, 
Have you ever seen somebody be angry and they just, ah, you did this to me? People that are that are um, angry because of a death or a divorce, uh, a job or a loss of a job, something that hurt them deeply. Look what God says in his word in Ephesians 4.31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of of evil behavior the root of bitterness does all that rage anger the words they they speak harsh these older men spoke harsh about their family harsh about their father harsh about other people that not even close did anything to them and they were angry Anger is the way a person uses to protect themselves from being hurt again. Have you seen, ever seen a coworker that is, they may come in and you're like, whoa, what happened there? And it's, they seem to be pissed off all the time, like they're pissy, or maybe a manager or supervisor or somebody. Uh, and you like, now when I look at them, I'm like, wonder who hurt them? Why are they hurting? Because that's a manifestation right there. Hebrews 12:15 says, least any root of bitterness spring up. It's wrath, it's anger. They speak harsh words. They're sharp. They're violent. They're bitter. Um, their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. You know, they, nothing sweet comes out of their mouth because they're so bitter. All my years in the um, it, the word of God shows that this uh, root of bitterness is in the soul. Um, Proverbs fourteen ten says, "The heart knoweth his own bitterness." It's in the heart, in the soul. Job seven eleven says, "Will complain in the bitterness of my soul." The root of bitterness causes others to be infected. It causes others to take on another person's offense. Be careful whose offense you take. I remember um, this one lady that I worked with, she was a counselor. And we had many nights that we would, you know, at nighttime when we would work, um, she got to tell me some things about her. And... um, Apparently, she had gotten divorced um, some years back, but you would think that the divorce just happened the other day because of the way that she talked about her ex-husband. She says, do you know that supermarket over there? And I go, yeah. She says, "Uh, that was my ex-husband. That was my ex-husband. And she went, blah, 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 blah. She was so angry. She says, don't go there. Don't go to his supermarket. They want to they want to isolate everyone from the person that did them wrong. So the, you can tell this lady was like, you know, I didn't even like talking to her. I didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, why am I not liking this lady? This lady is a, is a counselor. She's supposed to help people um, because we work together and, you know, but there was that bitterness. It's like, you have to be careful what you said around her. So bitterness is pungent. It's sour. It's harsh. It's resentful. Um, it's dissatisfied. It holds grudges. It's spiteful. It's traumatic. It causes agony. It causes grief. It's nasty with others. It causes headaches. 
heartaches. These two people that I, the, these two boys that grew up to be older men, one of them used to have a lot of headaches. He always was, was uh, plugged with headaches. And so you see now, it was a, a, a root of bitterness, heartbreak. Some people are like, they're always complaining about what others, you know, what life has brought to them. Yes. It could be a trick of the enemy, and you have to recognize it. And if you, you're going through that, just ask the Lord to help you and get up. This is something you must do. They're unhappy. They're miserable that are cold towards you and towards others. They're cold. They're, they're, they're constantly angry. They're, they have a hateful. They're like they have hatred that causes a person to loathe other, others. Have you ever seen an old man or an old woman that, you know, and, and this this is not only for old people, it's also so for young people. And so they, they can be malevolent. They can cause bad blood, you know. Have you ever seen, you know, um, stories of people that have had bl- bad blood for years? You know, that's a root of bitterness. They're detestable with others. They're venomous. They're poisonous. You don't want to be around people like this after a while. It's like, oh, I I could only take a little bit of them because all they want to do is uh, spew venom, speak venomous words around you. It's poisonous. Even those that aren't involved feel yucky. It's like when you're around them, you feel like you need to take a bath. (laughs) Do you want to feel that way? And some people are more than others. It all depends on how deep these uh these uh this root of bitterness is in in them. People that have this root, and even people in the church have this root, and they don't know it. Um, have you been around somebody and you're like, ooh, you're like, oh, I want to get away, <laughs> get away from them. Um, these people have that root, and they push people away because they don't want to be hurt. And you see them, well, why, why don't you come on over here? No, I'm fine. I'm good over here. They, they isolate themselves. They get rid, get rid of all that bitterness, that anger, those harsh words. Have you ever seen somebody cuss up a storm and they cuss like a sailor? That's a root of bitterness. There's, have you seen people that are slanderous? Um, it's also part of that root. When you are hurt, you want everyone to know the story. You want everybody to know why you're hurting. You want everyone to believe that the one hurt that hurt you is really bad. And, yeah, we all go through certain things, you know, um, but God has a, a solution for this. When you warn others about someone, you know you have a bitter root. And you want, just like that lady that I was talking to you that I met, that she was a, a counselor, she 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 was like wanting everybody not to to be around this man. Um, I wasn't gonna pick up her offense. She went, um, she went, and she kept saying so many things. I mean, you know, I would try to change the subject every time we were around. She wanted me to take her side as loyalty to her, but my loyalty is to God, not to others, and so. Um, the spirit can pollute your spiritual life. 
it can look sweet. You know, the person may seem sweet, but watch out. She'll back, that person will backstab somebody that has hurt them. People, you can tame all kinds of animals, the word of God says, the birds and the reptiles and the fish, but people don't want to tame their tongues. Uh, bitterness doesn't want to believe anything good about the person that, that hurt them, that offended them. It comes because you saw the offense. You saw it in a certain way. Not because it happened, but how you think you saw it happen. Do you think um, these two men could remember so much when they were little boys? No. It was their families that put in that root of bitterness because they were bitter because of the loss of their family member. So even in church, church people don't, um, maybe somebody might not shake your hand. That person might have a spirit of, 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 of root of bitterness. And they'll reject everybody else because, oh, they didn't shake my hand. They'll come up with all sorts of things. That, that root of bitterness does a number on people. It really does. Um, it, it messes in their imagination. Um, and that's why we got to bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. So the person with the root of bitterness interprets their experience as rejection, like they're being rejected. It was done on purpose. Things are twisted. And that's just like the enemy. So we have to be careful that what we see, um, we don't analyze it because we're inviting things. We're even inviting spirits that weren't there, but because you're hurt, you're seeing things in a wrong way. You may be uh, opening yourself up to other things. God's word says love prospers when we cover a multitude of sins. So when we forgive other people, God is pleased because we're acting like God. So love prospers when a fault is forgiven. Proverbs 17.9 says, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, separates close friends. So um, it creates more agitation, more separation when these people, you know, just continue. And you have to be careful. And so this is where you have to stop these people. Well, one of these um, brothers passed away this week. And the children of that man Look how, how it infected them with the, the root of bitterness. Um, the, the children decided that they were not going to tell the family that this man was sick, that this man had died. Things were found out through friends, other people. You know, people found out. And um, it got to my ears. And so I texted them because they would not uh, answer their phone. I did not know that they were so mad. I would normally text and speak to one of the children in the family. For some reason, they chose to believe a lie. They chose to believe a lie. And so it infected with a root of bitterness the siblings that heard about it and weren't told that he had passed away. So there's a big mess there. So I'm taking each one of them 
and I'm talking to them about what the enemy is doing to to pray, to to let them see, look, this is a root of bitterness that the enemy is trying to really hurt you. And it's not people, it's the enemy to try to make you think so you can separate yourself. They have it. They bit that that uh, that root, that root of bitterness, because they're staying away. They don't want to have nothing to to do with each other. Now the other side that was offended too, because they weren't included. They are mad. Oh, they say, oh, they can go to hell. <laughs> I was like, oh no, dear Lord. And um, the reason why I'm telling you this is because sometimes we need lessons that with real life issues that we can relate to, to understand how these things operate in our lives and how it, bad it can get uh, down along the line if we don't stop it. So God says, tells us in his word that we're supposed to, you know, tell our brothers, tell them, look after each other. It says it in Hebrews twelve fifteen. look after each other so that none of you fail to receive the grace of God. So I went around telling them, texting them, giving them scriptures, and then I started praying. I know that the Lord is working on their hearts. And um, I know God is going to do something. He's not going to leave this this way. But see what the enemy will do. And um, so you see things, um, when you have that root of bitterness, you see things with the lens of bitterness. Um, and uses that anger, and it's all to protect themselves. They defend themselves. They begin attacking others around you. Um, they, it's a, like a layer of safety that protects them. You know, they do one thing after the other. They're they're revengeful. But instead of being revengeful, God calls us to be merciful. Some people think they have the right to be angry, to be bitter with what others have done. Oh, you should see those, you should have seen those two um, older men. They got together and oh my goodness, they was roasting their father time. The longer you do this, the likely you are to come under that spirit and invite spirits. That that That's not a spirit, but that can open you up to spirits. It, it's defensive, it's angry. I mean, the longer it stays, it becomes a stronghold, and it it messes with everybody else. Um, it attacks. It wants to control the whole world with guilt to cause you to be careful, and it has you uh, others around you in a, a walking on eggshells when you're with that spirit. If you're you have it, people don't know what to say, what to do, because anything they say and do will cause you, if you have it. To um, get upset, they become careful of what they say and do around you. It's not it, anything can trigger you. This is how others begin to live around you. They don't know the person that has this spirit. Don't they don't even realize that they're isolating themselves because little by little people leave them alone, or on the other side, that person may leave them alone. And, and, you know, they don't, nobody wants to come around. So, I mean, it works both ways. You can isolate a spouse in your bitterness. I know this one lady that the husband was so bitter that she started becoming bitter in a different way. 
Um, and she started isolating herself. She didn't want to go out. She didn't have energy. And um, and they both end up with bitterness. So you have to be real careful. Be careful who you marry. If you see that, an angry person, you know, uh, I remember telling one young lady, hey, this young man you're dating, uh-uh, I don't know you that long, but, honey, this young man has a, a temper problem. I could see that there was something about him that needed to go. And thank God she listened. She married somebody that was like her, uh, a preacher's kid, just like her, and they have beautiful daughters. They even look like each other. That person's bitterness, you know, these older men caused their mother to take her life. She committed suicide. She was bitter in her heart because of what this man that she she loved would do to her, be with other women. She tried loving him as much as she could, but she couldn't help him. She let herself be controlled by him uh, to keep him happy. But there was nothing that he, she can do to keep this man happy. So it's very dangerous. There is when you're dealing with a, a bitter person, they never have anything nice to say about others. They focus on the negative. They're always, they always blame others. They criticize. That was one of the things that these two men would do all the time. They would criticize everybody. They had nothing nice to say. And like the saying goes, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. They don't see good in others. They never see the good in others. They're always seeing the bad. It's always like they're dissecting people to, to see the bad. They they were suspicious and cynical about anything that anybody would try to do for them. They felt misunderstood. They felt undervalued. Just being around them um, just makes you want to run. So... The, uh, the sin of uh, the root of bitterness is that it can destroy your life. You can't allow that to be in your life. If you do, you're going to end up like someone you don't even recognize. And you need to help those that you see this happening to. This uh, root of bitterness is sin. This root of bitterness eventually messes with a person's mind. They end up with mental illnesses. It invites other. It invites spirits not dealt with. Yes, everybody has an issue. You know, you're going to be hurt. Love, but love covers a multitude of sins. For you know, somebody that has been laid off from work or has gotten a divorce or their loved one died. Uh, you, you, there is a name for it that psychology calls it. They, it calls it a PTED, post-traumatic embitterment disorder. <laughs> Those psychologists are always making uh, new things up. So the impact on a person's relationship with other people is it's awful. It's just I know this one lady that. Nobody wants to go visit her. Nobody wants to go help her. She's an old lady, but nobody wants to help her because of her bitterness is so much. It's just spews. It's like, ugh, I don't want to be around her. Every time I, I, you know, I go, I try to help, but I, I just can't help them. So you have to help yourself 
by learning to forgive others. It's it's hard making friendships with these people. Spouses, it's even worse, like that lady that I was telling you. Coworkers, they just, they tiptoe around them. They don't want to deal with them. So make sure that you watch what you're saying. Look at what you're, you're doing. Make sure that you forgive quickly and don't let these things. Forgive yourself, too, because you can become embittered with, uh, because you messed up. Or there could be a situation where you're with someone and that person has hurt you, right, and doesn't want to commit. Nowadays, you see a lot of these things, you know, on TV, you know, why he's not committing. Oh, it's, it's it's not you. It's about me. It's me. It's not you. That's all baloney. It's, you know, people with past experiences and embitterment of situations that have gone, and they haven't dealt with it. So what happens? They bring that baggage. That's what it is, baggage. That root of bitterness is baggage. But what people don't understand, if you don't get rid of that baggage, you're going to bring that baggage, that root of bitterness, into the next relationship. So sometimes God is waiting on you to deal with these things so that he can bless you with the the relationship that you want. But you're bringing that baggage, and there's going to be more baggage, and it's going to be harder for the next relationship. That's why in psychology they say that the chances of a second, third, or fourth marriage is it's pretty much you know set up for divorce because people don't want to deal with their issues. They want you know to change partners, thinking that it's always the other person's fault. So let's look at ourselves. Let's let's analyze. And if we see somebody in this sin, prayerfully pray and then give them the word and let them let the Holy Spirit pray in the spirit. Pray for them and let the Holy Spirit, once you've given them the word, let the Holy Spirit deal with their hearts. And so I'll leave you with that tonight. I'll take some calls now. Uh, I do apologize. I know it took a little while longer, but uh, I felt like I needed to to repeat this because many people are not understanding that, you know, they want to get into new relationships, but, you know, hello, work on yourself first before you get into somebody else's, you know, relationship um, because you're only going to make things worse. And then you're going to really feel bad. You're going to feel like, oh, dear, you know, um, what did I do? And then you're going to say, oh, it's me, or no, it's them. And, you know, when people are like that, they're not going to admit their fault. So think about it this week and uh, be prayerful about these things. Get rid of all of that. So in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you, Father God. I pray that this word tonight um, touches the heart of people and that they learn to recognize where this thing is and, um, to learn to forgive and to help others, Father God. We're help, We're supposed to help others to recognize that these things are happening in, in, in our lives, in their lives, and so we need to get rid of it quickly before it brings a lot of destruction and destruction, mental health and, and physical things, Lord. We don't want that. So help us, Father God, in Jesus' name. It's not just what we put in our mouth, but the things that we put in our hearts. 
So we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bless everyone tonight and give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Our first caller, 828-989, your name and where you're from. Hi, Carmen. It's Jennifer from North Carolina. Hello. Okay. North Carolina. All right. Let me give me a minute and I'll give me a second here. Let me put you on mute. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for Jennifer, Father God. We just thank you for what you're doing in her life, Father God. And you're, you're opening uh, her eyes to many things, Father God. Uh, and I sense that you have felt stuck, stuck, but um, as you've been crying out to the Lord, the Lord is uh, just showing you certain things, you know. It's sort of like, uh, you know, the story of, of the prophet with the donkey that, that, that the donkey tells the, the prophet, hey, no, you know, don't hit me. Hey, don't go over there. No, no, no. You know, it's stopping him from going into danger, into, you know, hurting themselves. And so I, I'm sensing that the Lord is uh, is showing you some things that is uh, showing you to stop. Stop and look what's going to happen. Look, 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 look. You know, and he's put certain things, maybe even some people, to open your eyes about certain things of whatever it is that God is showing you. So we thank you, Father God, for the warning, for the uh, loving warning to protect us, to save us. So we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing to, to touch and to protect her. You, you have her, Father God. You're watching over her. You never leave her. You never forsake her. You're there with her, guiding her. And sometimes the things that happen to you, Jennifer, is God protecting you. So we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, I am blessed. I am blessed. Very blessed. I I am just you know, yeah, this has been such a blessing tonight. Um just listening to you is just you know, helping me understand a lot of things that are going in my life and I can't I actually can't wait to replay it and take notes and um this is giving me clarity, and I've really, since last week's word that you gave me about the ice cream cone, I have not stopped thinking about that, and um, mm-hmm. it just felt like confirmation, and I just was really asking the Lord to, you know, because I just want His will, and I just needed, I just, I was asking for more confirmation, and you gave it tonight, so, um, yeah, I'm this grateful for God's protection. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. grateful. It's hard. He it's, shows us. It's mm-hmm. really hard. But, you know, because, you know, there's that thing called cognitive dissonance where you just don't want to, my brain just doesn't want to believe what he's showing me, <clears throat> obviously because of past trauma, you know, and, um, Mm-hmm. Like no, this is not happening again. This is not happening again to me. And but I, I do believe that I'm hearing him very clear. Um, and you've mm-hmm. confirmed that. You know, he's confirmed yeah, that to you. Yeah, sometimes God. Yeah, sometimes God 
you know, I believe that this message tonight, and I was very, you know, if you probably should share what's been going on with, uh, you know, my family, but I, I'm like, you know what, this is the perfect example to show people, look what's been going on for so long and look how it is, you know, hurting other people, their children and, and mm-hmm. all the way to, you know, what other people say can, can make, you have to be real careful. You have to be led by the spirit of God. You have to be led by what God tells you to do. And not every situation is uh, the same thing. It's like, let's say uh, a wife, maybe the, uh, the husband may, may commit adultery, but in that situation, maybe the Holy spirit, if you're not listening clearly, maybe the Holy spirit will say, don't get divorced, deal with it and pray. You know, there's going to be victory here. But in another instance, he may say, no, it's time to let this person go. You'd never know. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to learn to hear the voice of God. Not everything, you know, um, sometimes, you know, the word of prophecy may sound like, oh, no. And it may not be the way that you're thinking it, you know. And it may be a way that God may be protecting, but it's to teach you certain things. Example. Okay, maybe there's this person that may be hurting another person, but that doesn't mean that person is supposed to be discarded because they're they're causing pain, maybe a correction. And if they don't change, well, then that's when you don't deal with them anymore because they refuse to change. You see what I mean? But God is a God of many chances, and we're supposed to give other people chances and, and love on them. And so, um, but we, as an outsider, dealing with that from the outside, like me, with my family, I'm dealing it from it from the outside, and they're not taking offense at me. They're taking offense. It's like you know, you ever seen those uh, hillbilly uh, movies where you know, no, we we have a long, uh, a long many years of fighting and this and that. You know, this is our battle, and they can't stand each other, and nobody wants to. It's just crazy. It's a root of bitterness. It's a root of bitterness. And and we have to t- handle it with a lot of care because it's not always the way we think it is. Sometimes we go in there. If the Holy Spirit says go in and deal with it like he was showing me because I could feel the anointing as I was teaching and I was, uh, I was ministering to them. And so mm. normally, you know, knowing these people, I would say, you know, let me leave them alone. But the Holy Spirit was moving, moving in. The Holy Spirit was touching me. And so we have to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is showing us and not go by what we're seeing. Amen? Yeah. may never be, you know. Sometimes I'll hear prophecy and I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and it doesn't turn wow. out that way. It, tells, it always ends up being something really good. So um, go ahead, go ahead. Wow. Sorry. I was, I was actually going to ask you, I don't normally ask questions, but I mean, I, I really trust your wisdom. I mean, it, you know, my spirit, you know, there's agreement there and, um, <laughs> and you just answered my question is, you know, like, you know, um, dealing with this person, I, I really felt like God was, you know, telling me to be patient and just love and, you know, show Christ-like love and that. And then recently I've been feeling like he's been telling me the opposite to 
you know, which you confirmed last week. And so there was this conflict going on in my brain, like, all right, Lord, you told me this, but now I feel like you're telling me this. And, you know, there's just this confusion. And I'm like, well, confusion's not from you, Lord. So, Mm -hmm. but you just kind of answered that by what you just said. You know, I guess people have free will and, um, yeah, but yeah, exactly. They have a, uh, you know, God gives them time to, to, uh, repent, to change, Mm -hmm. um, because he loves them just like we, you know, he loves us too. And, and when we repent and change, God, you know, is merciful and gives us what we need, um, but, you know, with situations like that, I will recommend praying in the spirit, praying for that person. Um, they mm-hmm. may be going through a rough time. Um, they may be going through, you know, maybe something's embittering thing in them because things are not coming out the way that they want it. Uh, issues, yeah. uh, problems. Mm-hmm. Usually that's what happens with the root of bitterness. That, you know, bad things happen. Things that hurt them, someone that hurt them, a situation that hurt them, like, those two people in in my family that were um, others used to to embitter them and and adding on to the things that were done to them as little, but you know there was more to it than that. You know, um, they were angry at their step, but she was only a thirteen year old. But ignorant people were just throwing uh, more wood to the fire and making things worse. And the ones that that end up the worst were those two two people that I was talking about. They end up so bitter. They were miserable. They couldn't see all the blessings that they had around them. They couldn't yeah. see that they had family, that they have had wives, that they had children that that cared for them. They had grandchildren. They couldn't see go past that because they were so embittered. They couldn't see the hand of the Lord. The enemy uh, um, in that bitterness. Uh, darkened everything else out and then hurt the family too those that were around them hurt the sibling their sibling they were cut out you know nothing seemed to ever work for for those two and it was so strong mm-hmm. and i felt that this is what i needed to bring tonight because people don't realize the danger of oh. walking in this spirit the dangers so of walking in this spirit I mean, it's probably say that, one say of that the, again? Yeah, I, I'm so glad that you did. It's probably one of the most profound uh, teachings that I've listened to. Um, I, I I really look forward to listening to it again. Um, yeah, I, just I, I really, bring, you know, I don't mm-hmm. like bringing, you know, my family into uh, the things, you know, or people that I know. Um, I normally mm-hmm. don't give names anyway, but it was so hard, you know, to see that this week. And I was like, but you know what? I have the assurance. I feel strong in my spirit that the Holy Spirit is going to do something that is working already. Even mm-hmm. as what I, I had sent and everything, uh, I know God is going to deal with that. And so um, I felt it so strong with that. You know, God is funny the way that he, he shows me things and puts it together. And it's so much fun now seeing it this way. <laughs> Than just sitting and and uh, developing a a study, um, but honestly, I feel this is something that we need for this time. 
that's why we need to t- continue. Prophet Randy was talking about it in communion, you know, that God will cleanse us of everything that we that we may have, you know, so that we can be ready because any of these things can hinder us, hinder our walk, hinder our, our closeness to God. And, and then people wonder, well, why can't I hear God? Well, hello, uh, are you forgiving people? Are you truly forgiving? Yeah, I forgave. But then you talk bad about somebody or, you you know, you rip them apart or you, you curse at them, you cuss at them. Um, you know, it's just a lot of different ways. It's not always the same way for everybody. But, um, yeah, I just recommend that you pray. Pray in the spirit for this person, whoever they are. Um, oh, and I've been by the Holy Yeah, I've been praying in the spirit all week and, you know, it just, my heart is just, it's really broken, really crushed, and, um, you know, it hurts. I mean, yeah, I but, know. The, you know, as we get, uh, we pray for them, the Holy Spirit will help them, will open their eyes and help them to see. But like you, like you put it so well, you know, everybody has their own will. Yeah. You know, ultimately. But I believe, you know, it's so much better. I know that when people have prayed for me for certain things, Oh, it makes it so much easier. You don't feel that that pressure, and the pressures of life make it make it so much harder too. So pray for that person that they'll realize and that God will set them free from these things. Uh, it may be the cares of the of the world, you know, the jobs and the responsibilities yeah. that make people, you know, oh, you know. But it, that's not always forever. But that not necessarily may mean a root of bitterness, but. Um, mm-hmm. Like I gave, you know, tonight I gave everybody things to look for, you know, when a person is bitter that way. You can see the wrath, the anger, you know, the the slander and all this stuff. If it's a constant thing, I'm telling you, it was strong in these two men that I was, that I've been talking about. I don't know, you know, when they were children, but I saw it through the years, you know, as they got older and it gets worse. When people get older and they hold on to this root of bitterness, it just gets worse. And it's so bad, it creates diseases in their body. It causes diseases in their body. They're miserable. People, you know, when they get to that state, they invite the spirit of depression. They invite all kinds of stuff. So I'm talking to you all so that you can learn to recognize this and nip it in the butt. Get that thing out. Don't play with that. Don't let it in your in your flesh. Don't allow it to, you know, because um, the flesh likes, you know, oh, always me. <laughs> no, get it out. Get it out. Don't play with that stuff. Get it out. Learn to forgive. You can't forgive. Ask God to help you. Get it out. Be forgiving. Be forgiving. Get it out. That's the way that you weed. I have some weeds in the corner that I, um, this is how funny it is. God has been dealing with roots. Uh, I, I normally pull everything by hand. I don't like using weed killers or anything like that. This is one little corner that I got tired of doing the whole yard, and I, I just mowed it over. Do you know that same corner came back up? <laughs> you don't deal with it. It's going to come back again, and the root's going to get deeper. <laughs> don't deal with it. <laughs> So now I got to go work on that corner and get it out. <laughs> Everything else looks good except that corner <laughs> that I didn't, I got too tired to deal with it. So don't get too tired with, with the things that God is showing you guys. 
deal with it. Spend time with him. It's well worth it. Then you'll have a beautiful garden. <laughs> yeah. Amen. He was, yeah, he uh, was uh, actually um, speaking to me about gardens today. That's what he was teaching me about gardens, like the two gardens, the Garden of Eden, Garden of Gethsemane, and um, yeah, he's just really speaking through you tonight. And um, amen. You know, amen. It, it, I hope that it works in your life, that you let yeah. it work through your life and you're better and, and that God mm-hmm. um, God's life is more and more and all that darkness flees away from you guys, that you guys understand this and apply it and walk in it so I'm, that you can have a beautiful life. I'm just so thankful because I don't have a lot of, well, I can't say I have any friends that are as on fire or passionate about the Lord as as I am, I feel kind of alone and, um, you know, when I come on here and, you know, because I don't, I can't really talk to a lot of people about a lot of Mm -hmm. deep things that the Lord's showing me. I don't think either or people don't receive it or just don't acknowledge it or, but when I come on here, it's like I get confirmation, you know, that I'm hearing from him, which increases. My faith. Yeah, God yeah. will. As you allow God to deal with these things and let go of these things, your life, you'll feel different. You know, remember this root of uh, this root. Well, I mean, we all deal with it. This root of bitterness. Um, if we don't deal with it, it makes us tired. It keeps us away from other people. So, learn to recognize these things. There may be one area that may be that you have an issue with that or maybe in another area for somebody else. But this, the enemy is tricky. He's, he's funny. He's very slick. He, he knows, you know, um, he tries to keep us ignorant. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. So the more you understand about this stuff, the better you're going to be equipped for God's kingdom mm-hmm. to do what you, you know, like a seasoned soldier that studies that, that knows his weapon, that knows how to, how to walk in, in in the military, in the the army of God, you know? So yes. do you want us to wow. pray about anything or or um, um yeah, just I mean I just need um like minded godly influences in my life and just for my heart and this uh person that um I've been praying for and just yeah I mean I just I'm healing just healing mm-hmm. and accept- thank you father in the name accept- of and what acceptance well as we learn to to obey God yeah. and allow him to to do what he wants in our lives and we forgive others and we accept others. Um, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. You're never going to stop getting hurt by people. The more mm-hmm. you love, the more opportunities there is for people to hurt you. But when you have it packed mm-hmm. down that you're going to forgive, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, uh, you allow people to come and hurt you. You put boundaries and you you set the record straight, but giving up a loving opportunities when they line up with what they're supposed to do. Now, if they don't want to, then you have nothing that's not on you. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's on them. But you lovingly leave the arms open, you know, like the father did with uh, the prodigal son. He left the door open for him to come back. Um, and sometimes people will say, no, that's not a good idea. They'll take advantage of you again. Not if you're praying. Not if you're praying for them, that God will use this experience to show them. And sometimes we're holding on also to people and things that maybe God doesn't want to, maybe God wants to give us something better while we Mm -hmm. make ourselves better too. You know, we got to always be working on ourselves and be ready. Maybe we're not ready yet for the other person, you know, to start that. So the more you work on yourself and the more you pray for other people, you know, it flows. It flows. God will make things happen. for Everything will work, even the good, the bad. Everything is going to work out together for good. So Mm -hmm. uh, always extend the hand of love. Um, Don't get focused on people. Be focused on God. The more you get focused on people, God doesn't want, God is a jealous God. He doesn't want our, our, our love to be focused on somebody else. He wants us to love him. Put him first. And all this other stuff, will he will give it to you. He knows we need companionship. But if that's going to keep you away from him, he's not even going to give it to you. I had a dream a long time ago. And I don't know who that person was. Yeah, I didn't see that person's face. But God was showing me um, the enemy was in the back of a church. And um, uh, it was like a huge snake and it had big eyes and it was coming towards me. So I was in a little church and I moved forward to the front and I was getting close to the altar. To me, that meant that I was getting close to God. So all of a sudden mm-hmm. that snake disappeared, right? And this is a, an, an example that I want to show you guys what the enemy does. So I saw all of a sudden this person come into the picture. It picks up a little chihuahua with the same stripes that the snake had. And it was not that the person had anything wrong with them, but the enemy was going to use that person to stop me from getting to the altar, from, to stop me from getting close to God. Do you see what I'm saying? So oh, this wow. is an example. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry? Mm. I just had a, I, I had a vision of past week very similar and I really feel like God is like put that on your heart for me you know more confirmation you see you see Mm -hmm. um but it's not that that person is bad you know I don't know who that person was I didn't but I Mm -hmm. saw that person picking up the little chihuahua that had the stripes just like the the enemy and the enemy disappeared but it was like Okay, and then the little chihuahua smiled. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I got you. I'm going to use this person to get to you, mm. to stop you from getting close mm. to God. And so God doesn't want us to focus ourselves on people. Yes, it's lovely. It's a wonderful thing to be in love. But God doesn't want that to, to um, sidetrack us from walking with him and getting close to him. If anybody's going to sidetrack you, he's going to remove them. If he yeah. doesn't use you to remove them. You know, if you're walking with God, you're going to feel it. You're going to know it and you'll remove them. You mm-hmm. know, um, or they'll go because they don't want, they decide not to, to walk the ways of the Lord. 
So it could go anyway. The thing is that we walk with God and don't focus. Don't make man is man. Man is not God. There's nobody like God. Mm-hmm. He's the one that we have to focus, put our focus on. Not religiously either, you know, not, you know, being, you know, a church freak and, you know, all that. Because that's not right either. Um, truly walking with God, hearing him, walking with him, obeying him, doing what he tells you to do. And when things do come, uh, it's when you're ready for it. Sometimes people don't get that, that desire because they're not ready for it. If God gives it to them too soon, they're not going to be ready for that. And they're going to have another mess in their hands. So I mm-hmm. suggest seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these other things will be added. Amen. Wow. You so, Father, just, we just thank uh, you. Man. Yeah, we just thank you for Jennifer, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, because she is accepted. She is. You have her, Father God, in in your hands, Father God. We you nothing that comes to her life comes to her life without it coming before you first. So we thank you, Father God. I thank you because you're giving her wisdom to know the difference of what she needs to do, what not to do, Father God, as she seeks you more and reads your word. Thank you, Father God, because she's flourishing. She's not stagnant. She's not stuck. She is flourishing. The times of uh, being stagnant are over. Now she's moving forward. So we thank you, Father God, for her moving forward because you take her by the hand. You never leave her or forsake her. So we thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for that good future, the good things that are coming her way. Thank you, Father God, because as that's happening, she's going to be like a butterfly that's coming out of the cocoon. Mm-hmm. It was all stuck and, and uh, gooey in there, but now it's time to come out and fly and be beautiful. Yeah. So we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. All right, Jennifer. Uh-huh. I have been so blessed tonight. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm glad. Um, So keep praying, and uh, God bless you. God bless you too, Carmen. All right. All right. Good night. All right. That was Jennifer. Okay. 872-529, your name and where you're from. Hello, my name is Eddie from Illinois. Eddie from Illinois, okay. I'll put you on mute and I'll be right back. Sometimes God protects us from things that are uh, are dangerous to us unaware, that we're not even aware about. And just the fact that you're breathing and living right now, is, is, it's the fact that God has you, um, protected you till this day. And God is giving you wisdom to even discern those things, the things that, you don't even realize that may be a danger, and he's giving you new eyes to see. And he's giving you new eyes to see. He's giving you a, a discernment like never before to see the things that may be not only dangerous for you, but for others. So dangerous that 
it could even take someone's life away. But now there's a, it's almost like you're stepping into a new realm of maturity where God is giving you that discernment like never before to discern certain things, which way to go, even to help other people out, to see the way, the way to go. And, um, and it's serious. Sometimes the, the, the things that God is is keeping you from is they're serious stuff that you know it, it can be life or death. So we thank you, Father God, for Eddie's life, for protecting him, for keeping him, for watching over him, for maturing him to handle new things, new responsibilities in your kingdom, to also protect other people, Father God, from the dangers unaware. So we thank you for that, Father God. We just thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for that. Watch over him. Keep him and open his eyes like never before, especially in these days that are coming, Father God. We thank you for what you're doing in his life. We thank you, Father God, for what you are moving in his life, for your kingdom, for your glory. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus higher discernment in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's see. Where was Eddie? Okay. Hello, Eddie. How are you? I don't think I've ever talked um, to you, have I? um, If we had, it could have been a while ago. Um, Okay. But I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Just um, seeking the Lord in a lot of things. Amen. Amen. Oh, would you like to say something tonight or or ask for prayer? Oh, what yeah. would you like to talk about? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm also seeking um, prayer. Um, outside of this prayer line, I received a prophetic word. And um, I've been seeking to see if this word was from the Lord and actually did get confirmation from, from someone else. Amen. Um, and you you know how it kind of goes. You see one thing, you see nothing's happening, etc. But then God is saying, you know, the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even really know how to uh, ask for prayer in this, but just that's um, the Lord is just. So you're seeing the opposite. Um, with this word. Well, um. You know how, like, God would say, hey, you're going to be, um, this, is not, this is, isn't what the word was given, but let's say God was to say, you're going to be um, financially set and everything. But you see that, you know, you're poor, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, you can barely pay, you know, bills. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm kind of at. Um, that's not the word that Sometimes. was given, but I'm. Yeah. Sometimes God, you know, yeah. when when a prophetic word is given, it's it comes in part. Sometimes it doesn't even seem like it's the way it eventually happens. But as we as we seek the Lord, when something like that a word is given to us, and we're in tune with God, it's going to be a confirmation already. Yeah. Okay, we should never seek uh, words. 
uh, if we're given a word, it should be something that God has already been talking to us about. Or maybe it may not sound like something, but then later on you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's what God was talking about. That's happened to me. I may not understand it at the moment, or maybe, you know, I mean, maybe even five minutes later. Like, it's happened to me with Prophet Randy. I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I'm like, Lord, yeah. what are you talking about? And I listen to it again and again, and then the, maybe the next day something will happen, and it, and then ding, I'm like, oh, that's what it was. That's what God was, yeah, and it brings encouragement to me because I know what God's plan is concerning that. It's just giving me a piece of the puzzle. It's not going to give you the whole thing. That's for you to search out. And, yes, sometimes you may have a word of prophecy that may look very different from what you're dealing with, but it's for you to search it out. It's for you to follow what God is telling you to do to get to that that place that God has for you. Okay? Uh, and yeah. maybe this is what I was prophesying over you, that that um, discernment, you know, to see things, you know, that is part of it, that God is giving you that so that you can see these things and, and the pitfalls of maybe something that will bring something against you, but it's also part of that plan. But prophecy is, uh, is something given in part. It's not psychic reading. <laughs> Psychic reading, yeah, they, yeah. they go on, blah, 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 blah. Be careful with that because even some churches, yeah. that looks like sometimes that's, that's how it feels. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It sounds like psychic reading, and it's not. God it gives you in yeah. part. You don't understand everything. Sometimes he'll give it to you so clear, but not that's not always the case, you know. So don't focus on the word, but focus on the word, Jesus. The, not the yeah. words that that are said, you know. Um, that's not what God wants us to to do. We can get so sidetracked, and the enemy can even use that. And then you get upset because it doesn't come to pass. No, read the word, and then you'll understand. The Holy Spirit will start opening up and showing you, showing you. Okay, this and even something that had been preached, bing, it'll it'll hit you. Oh, that's what you were trying to tell me the other day when I read this, Lord. Or when you spoke to me in my in my heart, that and, and God will speak through a pastor. He will speak through a prophet. But don't don't focus on one thing because it can get. I I don't follow you know things like that. You know, um, I follow the word of God and I talk to God. And then you know if I hear a word, then good. I, you know I leave it on the shelf and it, it comes to pass because not everything is uh, comes to pass. Some things do, some things don't. It all depends on us, too. There's some things that may happen or may not happen depending on us. So, um, you know, it, it, I don't want to say one thing, you know, you have to seek, seek out the Lord and seek out the word of God. Don't get focused on that. I remember this one guy that had preached that said um, that everybody in the church wanted him to get married to this one girl. She was the daughter of a pastor. And he was one of the worship leaders and blah, 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 blah. And he didn't feel nothing for this girl. And every he didn't want to marry her. Um, everybody was setting them up to get married. Oh, they're going to be a wonderful couple because everybody was saying it. Um, and even words of prophecy were spoken over him. And guess what? He didn't get married to her. 
he followed what he was in his heart and he didn't sense it. So what happened? He met the love of his life <laughs> afterwards. So be careful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always tell people, focus on the Lord. Learn to hear his voice. Obey God to make sure you're not getting into any kind of darkness, like what I'm talking about tonight, that root of bitterness. Deal with these things, and it keeps you out of darkness. Then you're you're going to be able to hear God better. But if you're not focused on God's word and obeying God's word, then all these other things, you know, is not going to make any sense. I mean, you may have a word that may come from God. It may not come to pass because you're not obedient. You know what I'm saying? So stay close to the Lord and read the word and stay and obey what God is saying. Like tonight, God is saying about the root of bitterness. You see it in others, help them, pray for them. If you see yourself in that, deal with that. Be forgiving. Deal with that. Amen? And so it's more to it than that, you know. And maybe if I was a young believer, I would say things very different. But, no, I know. I've, I'm, I've been around for a long time. And I know to not be involved in all of that stuff. I mean, I don't, not that I, I, I knock it. I, I believe in prophecy. I believe in the preaching. I believe in all that stuff. But it's all together. It's all together. You don't get focused on one thing. People get so out there that they get themselves in trouble later on because they don't realize, you know, oh, no, well, they did this or they said that. No, you did. You did because you didn't stay in the straight and narrow path. If you stay in the straight and narrow path, then things are going to be broader and broader. But if you stay out of the straight and narrow path, Guess what? It's going to get narrow and narrower and narrower, and things are not going to go the way that you think. So um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray for Eddie. He's seeking your will, your way, and we thank you, Father God, because you've already spoken to him that you're taking him into a deeper uh, level of discernment, Father God, that he's hearing you, that he's going to hear you more, and uh, discern uh, things unaware for himself and for others. I thank you, Father God, because he's going to start discerning certain things, Father God. I thank you, Father God, because he takes seriously your word and he loves your word. I thank you, Father God, because he wants your will and your ways. And I thank you, Lord, because you're going to give him the desires of his heart. Because his desires are your desires. So we praise you for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because his desires are your desires. And when it's your desires, they're going to come to pass. So we praise you, Lord. We thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Eddie, Father God. You know, I, I, I truly sense that God is developing certain things in you. And you're going to notice it later on. And you're going to realize that what we've talked tonight, you're going to say later, oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Mm. And you're going to have to de- allow God to develop these things in you. Well, I thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Anything else that you want to say? A testimony um, or anything? 
I'm really hoping for once pretty soon, but um, first is thank you um, for being obedient and receptive of what he's saying. Um, I, I do have two prayer requests, if that's okay. Sure. Um, and I am feeling the maturity, too. Um, well, so I'll just be kind of brief on what I was spoken over that uh, something of a, something amazing or something of a miraculous thing is coming. And um, um, just, I think I know what it is, but I'm just being receptive of, okay, Lord, you do what you got to do. Yeah, don't say it because, yeah, sometimes God will speak to us about something and we want to let the whole world know. <laughs> oh, no, and I definitely it, have not. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it may backfire, you know. It's best to allow God to deal with whatever it is because the enemy is also listening. There's monitoring spirits that come around watching you and all this stuff to report to the kingdom of the enemy. Um, so, you know, just stay obedient and allow God to work it yeah. through you, okay? You know? And when it comes, then you're yeah. going to give that testimony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, another um, request is just um, uh, there's someone I know that, um, know, well, she says that she loves God but doesn't know Jesus. So just for salvation mm, okay. for her. Now, yeah. Her name is Father God. Dana. Oh. Okay. Lord, we just lift up Dana up to you, Father God. You, you see so many people today that, Father God, they're losing their focus on you, Father God. They're listening to everything else, and they're just throwing Jesus in there, in the mix, to make it sound um, holy. And so, Father, I just pray that you give this young woman the eyes to see. Give her ears to hear. That Help her to understand that those that give their hearts to you and walk in obedience, those are the ones that are truly your children. We are all your creation, Father God. But people think that because we're your creation that automatically that makes us your children. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, touch her heart. Deal, help her to to be receptive. Take the scales off of her eyes, Father God. Help her, Father God, to take that stony heart away, That the things that she's been believing that are making her heart hard and not wanting to to hear the truth. And so I, I speak and I declare that she will know the truth and the truth will set her free. And so we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name for, for this young woman. Open up her eyes and help um, those around her you know what? I just, <laughs> I thank you, Jesus. You know what I had said about you, like, that you were getting discernment and all? That's part of it right there with this young lady. You're discerning certain things about her, what she's saying and these things. And so we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for Eddie, Father God. I thank you, Father God, because you're going to fill him with your words your love towards her, Father God, to, 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 to help her to understand that you are a God of love, but there are certain things that 
that you do and that the world does that we as believers cannot do. Father God, help her, Father God, open her eyes, open her eyes. And and I thank you, Lord, for using Eddie, Father God. I pray that you touch him, Father God, that you give him the wisdom, the words, um, the scriptures um, to minister to her and make things so simple for her to understand. And fun, Father God, so much fun to, to to learn your word, Father God, your ways, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's what it is all about, Eddie. See, God is giving you all this stuff, but it's, it's not only for you, it's for others. There you go. You just mentioned this girl. That's part of the, the others. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh wow! Now it makes sense. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, that was the Holy Spirit that put it to it, to it together. But you see, that's part of it. It's already happening. It's already happening in your oh, life. Oh wow! But maybe you know, read the word and and maybe you know, guide her as to what true salvation is all about. Guide her and show her that you know. Um, that, you know, just throwing Jesus out there, you know, what is it that she really, be loving too, you know, don't, don't um, bring correction um, in a way where it hurts her, you know, the, some people don't want to be made to see that they're wrong, you know, when you're corrected on something, it hurts some people, and so you have to be really delicate and loving to explain yeah. things in a loving way, and so we thank you, Lord, for what doing that over Eddie. You be there. You be the one to speak through him in Jesus' name. But help uh, him to prepare, to read, and to understand this, and to understand ways and strategies to win people for Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen, Eddie. Um, I'm actually I'm feeling Holy Spirit as yours. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. 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 Mhm. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh. All right, Eddie. Anything else you want to say? Um, not that I can think of, but I truly thank the Lord um for your obedience and good speaking. That's um Yeah. <laughs> Praise God, that's all I can say. <laughs> oh. Amen, amen. Well, come back next week, and I hope you have a blessed week, okay? Thank you. I'm looking forward to it, and you as well. All right. God bless you. All right. Let me. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Um, Give me one moment here, Uh, because the numbers jump. All right. 903 Four six, your name and where you're from. I'm from Tulsa area in Oklahoma. So my name is Janice. Uh, Janice. Janice. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right. I'm gonna put you on, on mute and then I'll come back to you. All right. Thank you, okay. Jesus, for Janice, Father God. We just praise you for Janice, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the Lord is showing me that there is a fun side to you, and you love fun, fun, fun. And you love to laugh, and you love to, you know, sing, and um, 
there's a fun side, but there is also a stronger side to you. It's a serious side, you know, where when there is something that you know that the enemy is messing around with, you get real serious and you, you put on your, your boxing gloves, you know, it's time to box. So we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for Janice, Father God, and she knows when to what to put in gear and uh, you know to put herself in uh, what gear to know what to do and how quickly to do it so we thank you father in the name of jesus for janice father god and you know what i sense that you don't like that stricter part of you but you know what god made you that way too there there is a reason for that um we can't always be you know happy go lucky and you know it's all fun 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 but God is showing you that there is a different side of you and that you need to learn to embrace that that side of you because that's who you are. That God is that he's a love a God of love, but he's also a consuming fire. So God is showing you uh, the difference in you. And so you you should never feel bad about yourself when, you know, God has you shift into your your gears to to deal with certain things. It's him. It's him teaching you. And sometimes we may grind the gears <laughs> and make, you know, a mess out of it. But you know what? God is teaching you. God is teaching you. And he's showing you how to go about changing when it is that you need to change. You know, uh, it's almost like you get serious and, you know, you get like stern, (laughs) but you, but for the most part, you, the Lord says, you know, is showing me that you are, you are fun, loving and all that, but he's showing you a different side of you that he needs you to embrace, that he needs you to understand of yourself and allow him to teach you when and how you go about doing that. So we thank you for Janice, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for the many uh, sides of Janice that there is, Father God, that make Janice who she is. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. All right. Let's see. All right, here we go. Hello, Janice. God bless you. How are um, you? I'm I'm doing okay. I feel a little lost lately. <clears throat> I think it's more than lately. Really? Um, yes, me. And um, um, it could be during COVID. God is doing something. Uh huh. Go ahead. Go well. Ahead. During COVID, um, I was attending, before COVID, I was attending a smaller church, but the church mm-hmm. went through um, a terrible time. A, a lot of the um, congregation was, um, had COVID, and the congregation mm-hmm. shrunk dramatically. And um, it seems like they can't build back up afterwards. And uh, I went, and I didn't feel... Um, connected any longer. I don't know. It, there was a disconnect. And I, I feel like I don't know where to go to church. Um, my family is not grounded in Christ. And I went through a divorce 11 years ago. My husband um, was hurt by his job. And he pretty much became a prodigal. 
um, he was very close to God, but he just broke off and he went a separate way. And um, God told me to pray and to hold tight and that it would be a long time, but that he would come back. I don't talk about mm. this a lot. I know God said to me, I know the walk that I've walked through these years. It's painful. Mm. But um, yeah. Uh, I know about it because um, I've been divorced. I I was divorced after 33 and a half years, so I understand. Yes, we were married 26, so it's um the children. They still don't know how to relate to their parents. They don't want to hurt one. They don't want to hurt the other. But a lot of times they avoid mm-hmm. the situation together. So it's really hard to get family together. Um, when it does get together, it's sporadic and it's not continuous. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I want them here all the time, but sometimes they'll completely ghost me for months and then they'll come back and it's like nothing happened and everything's great mm-hmm. and then they'll disappear again. And I don't know what's happening on the other side and if it's connected, but it's, it's discouraging. And yeah, um, it could be I know from one side. Or both sides. It could be something, you know, I don't know if you were listening to what I was preaching um, earlier about the root of bitterness and how that, yes. yeah, um, mm-hmm. listen to it from the beginning so that you could understand. And I gave an example of what happened to some family members of, of mine and how, since they were little, um, how others put things in them to be offended and they didn't understand. Right. It's, uh, sometimes the root of bitterness causes us to see things in a different way. And so mm-hmm. um, our children don't understand things. And maybe our, your ex-spouse maybe have said some things that were not nice. And it causes people to both from both sides, whether you're guilty or not guilty, from both sides, people, you know, there's pain there, so they repel from that. They mm-hmm. they tend to move away from, from what is, you know, painful. Your children tend to move away from what is painful. And so you have to yeah. make it really, really, you have to be real careful how you speak mm-hmm. about their father, um, not to right. be mean or angry. I mean, uh, um, I and be forgiving. Their, I can encourage the relationship with him. That's their father. I had yeah. a very good father. And I think that he mm. technically was a very good father, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. want him out of his life. I would not want that for my children. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And that's good. I mean, my my ex husband, um, due to a, an accident that my son had, um, I opened the door for him to come to my home, and to allow mm-hmm. him to spend time. And I still text. I don't stop texting him. And I told my son. Do you see? Because we love you, we put all our differences aside, and mm-hmm. we work together. We will do anything to work mm-hmm. together for you. And um, there is, it, it's there brought is, him. It's brought healing. It has brought healing. Right. I ahead, think that he. I think that he and I could work together, but he unfortunately during his first. Um, when this first happened 11 years ago, he was such a prodigal. Mm -hmm. He got involved with another person really fast. And Mm -hmm. it's not pretty to be a really good relationship. 
but this other person has a bitter root and and is is not does doesn't want us to even look at each other. <laughs> it's that bad mm-hmm. and makes it difficult for my children at family functions. It's um, I don't think he and I feel that way toward each other, but because of his involvement with her and he knows how she is, it's mm-hmm. it, it's hard. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, you, you can you pray that over that, and and, a, and God will give you wisdom and strategies on okay. to to help him to understand that you're, or help her to understand that you're not a threat, and that yeah. um, you know, uh, you just work, walk in love and forgiveness, and you got to do it over. Remember, the Lord told people, Peter, you know, they asked, how many times are we supposed to forgive? And it's over and over mm-hmm. as long as God says, you know, if they do it again, you you forgive them again. But that does not mm-hmm. mean that you allow yourself to be a doormat. That's different. Mm-hmm. Um, you exactly. do forgive, and that is to help us to release that person. You know, I, I call it um, carrying a dead person. The, the dead flesh is rotting, and it's getting smellier, mm-hmm. and you get smellier when you don't forgive. But when you drop that dead uh, body, it goes away. <laughs> and I don't mean literally yeah. the person. I mean, you know, the old forgiveness. But you just have oh. to, you know, continue praying and show your children, you know, this is how we do it. This is how we do it in God's mm-hmm. kingdom. We forgive. We love. And whenever, if he ever comes to the house, God will give you an opportunity. He did for for my family and for my son. Uh, unfortunately, it was you know a bad accident. Um, you oh, leave the door the open. Door. Yeah, leave the door mm-hmm. open for them to understand. You can come and see the kids. You know, if you have to mm-hmm. move away, you give them that chance to 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 spend time together, or maybe they uh, they can you know be taken care of by him in your home. And you know, you go do some shopping or whatever. I don't know. Um, but as the Holy Spirit will give you the guidance to what to do, I don't know how close, you know, or how much you trust him or not, but, um, you know, or he can have the kids, you know, at a certain time and, you know, they can spend that time well, together. Yeah, all, of my that, children, all of my children are grown. They're grown. I have oh, okay. no children okay. in the home. Um, but yeah, the thing I is, is um, I am, um, I'm facing a surgery. And the children mm-hmm. will come and I help them and, and it's it's very um a two way street I guess you could say and it feels good. But when it comes to my health and, and what I need, I recently said, Will you be here after my surgery? I'm gonna need someone and that's when I get ghosted. It's like they withdraw because they don't want to commit to a need that I might have being that it might be interpreted that they're giving more. I don't know. I don't know how to interpret it. I know that I feel mm-hmm. very vulnerable now as far as my family. I need them, but I don't know if they're mm-hmm. going to be here for me. So just pray for me that I can get my mind straight right now. I've got things that yeah. are pressing on me. I said there's an operation coming up. I do need to get that in gear. I know God will handle it, but you want your family close to you during time. Yeah, like yeah, I understand. Um, 
maybe have a family meeting and and tell them what you know maybe spread whatever you need help from and maybe they won't feel so obligated to to be the only ones and you know hey can you on this day take me to the doctors and uh, can you bring pick me up from the doctors and can you you know make sure and then you set yourself up to uh have food or whatever and maybe they can come in and and have the food already there and they can prepare it and give them you know instructions on what to do yeah. you know children are funny um but and also look at yourself maybe and and see if there is a root of bitterness that maybe you didn't notice um about yourself and allow God to to, to forgive you know and to deal with all that um and when I you sure do, will. you know, yeah, you do that. Also, you know, that spirit tends to cause people to repel from you, but it also can be the other way around too. I mean, they may As be the were, ones holding that. Yeah, go ahead. As you were speaking earlier, I was questioning myself. You know, I said from early on, I said that I forgave my spouse, but as you were talking. I started repenting to the Lord. I said, but you know, Lord, sometimes I bring the past up. That's not forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I've got to yeah. let that, that's a dead dog. Like you said, that's stinky. I'm carrying around mm-hmm. some stinky stuff when I bring that up. Mm-hmm. And, and especially uh, not around your kids. Um, and so yeah. if we have a bad habit of uh, um, saying the bad things that this other, your ex-spouse um would say um don't say that uh, like um like it, the saying goes if you have nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all <laughs> and try to Wrong find way. something nice to say and so that's what yeah. I'm, I'm finding things to see to, for my children to see because it's a, they feel like it's a reflection on them like i'm saying that to them when i say kind things <laughs> about their dad oh your dad likes this you know oh you're like a lot like your dad they love that and I could see that, you know, even though they're older, mm-hmm. they take it they either, like as it. hard as little kids. I'm sorry? I said they they still like it when they're complimented and they there's a connection with their dad or with me. They they like it, yeah. Yeah, they want peace. They want love. They want, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody does want the, the ugliness, you know, so – you might have to work on it and maybe even talk to him and say, you know what, I noticed that this is really rough on the kids. You know, can we do something where they can see that we're getting along, we, we, we uh, that we're in it together? I mean, I had to do that with my ex-husband because um, he was when acting all crazy. Lord, if Lord opens the door, like I said, there is another person in the mix. And, and us getting, we're not able to talk to one another. We can't even look at each other at family functions. We're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but, what, did God tell you that you would be together or no? Yes. Um, when he first left, um, I had a, it was really crazy. I mean, it's not crazy, but I was on my knees and the Lord left, led me to Psalm 119, which happens to be the longest Psalm in the Bible. And I read through it, and I was, goodness, and I got, I was on my knees, and I got halfway through, and halfway through it, I got really, really tired, but I felt like all of a sudden I had the flu. 
And it was weird. It was like a flu I'd never had before, and I could actually feel the effects of it. And I crawled up into bed, and I went to sleep. And I remember I woke up, and I was okay, and I crawled back down on my knees, and I finished Psalms 119. And the Lord said, this is how long it's going to be. It's going to be a long time this time. And I was, because we had had when we had broken apart during our marriage early on and things, but he would always come back. And I was questioning the Lord, and he was like this, if he's coming back, don't give up. And um, I've moved through the years, but we've had COVID. I, I think back, and I went, oh, my gosh. I actually crawled up in bed feeling like I had a flu that I had never felt before. And came back down on my knees, and I said, we've gone through this COVID thing. And, and I, the Lord showed me, and I know it was strong. I know I interpreted that right. But it doesn't make it easy. But, I mean, the Lord has protected me and guided me, and I cannot thank him enough for what he's done, and I've grown during this time. Um, mm-hmm. But there are just times when I want it to be over. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. Um, I don't like living alone. <laughs> yeah, you cast your cares on on the Lord, and if it's the Lord asking for confirmation that you don't um, stand on something that may, may not be of the Lord, you know, or or if it is, you know, mm-hmm. what instructions He has for you to follow next. through on what you know, what's next, you know, maybe prayer intercession. I don't know, whatever the Lord, you know. Uh, leads mm-hmm. you to. Um, I remember a story years ago on TBN where this, um, I forget, the McClouds or something like that. It's the gentleman that used to be uh, the captain of the Love Boat in a series. Well, he became I'm, a minister on TBN. You remember him? Mm-hmm. I do. And his wife. I don't remember his he, name. They would have but... a and I don't remember his name. I I see him right now in my in my mind's eye. And <laughs> she gave the testimony on how the Lord told her that he would come back and she all she did was pray for him and she had the house the way that, you know, made it beautiful. But he went out mm-hmm. and started going out with women and this and that. He was a while and then one day he knocked on her door. And she says, oh, "Welcome home." She told him, welcome home. <laughs> and and they he came back. He came back to her, but it was a long while before. He had his little, mm-hmm. you know, little thing going on and with different women and all that. But she kept believing. And then God used that and used them later on to give their testimony, um, you know, well, about what, what had happened. Mm-hmm. I think I felt, I felt a hollowness inside of me for a while, but tonight with with what you preached on earlier, that's it. I need to totally get to where I have totally forgiven, and I haven't gotten yet. Yeah, and watch what, you know, you can identify it if you're angry, if you're slandering the other person, wanting everybody to see how bad they are. We have to ask God to forgive us because if not, it becomes dark within us and bit, and we get bitter and angry. And, and guess what? Look at the story that I gave about these two two people in my family. Mm-hmm. They were brothers. Mm-hmm. And look what it did. 
look what it did to them. And they had illnesses and stuff like that. And that gives you mental illnesses too. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you open up, that is not a spirit. The root of bitterness is not a spirit, but it can invite things when you allow that darkness to come inside of you. You, you Mm -hmm. leave yourself vulnerable. And so I want to nip it in the bud. Like Bernie five says, nip it. Yeah, this uh, so is, we can't, I, I haven't been I haven't been bitter to the point where I talk about a, a person or anything like that, but I do have a child in his family who is living with his dad and this lady at this time. And they come back to me and sometimes they're unhappy with what's going on over there and so I'm getting information and it's yeah, instead it, of praying it. with them Instead of praying with them, I'm kind of listening and sometimes saying negative things along with them, and I've got to quit that. I've got to start praying and saying, well, let's pray for them. Yeah. Yeah, and and not even saying, no, let's not talk about this. Let's pray together. You know, you have more people praying for him. And when they notice that you're not going to, you know, get into that gossip and that slander, Mm -hmm. they're going to stop. But you have yeah, to I think it's, I think it's drug me down. It, it's drug yeah. it, that created that hollow space inside of me that I didn't know what to deal with. And talking about it tonight and identifying it tonight is a blessing. So thank you, Carmen. Well, remember what I said about the grandparents and the aunts that had lost their the children's mother. They may have uh, spoken ill about the whole situation and embittered these children and so you're these people are bringing you stuff and it's embittering you by listening to it mm-hmm. and, and, and the mm-hmm. enemy is really strategic let me tell you he'll use things or even people that don't even realize that they're being used in order to stop you from getting closer to God like I said about that dream that I had had with a person mm-hmm. I, I don't know who that person was well but it looked like some people that I knew but it wasn't you know but I saw that snake, and then I saw that little chihuahua. That person picks it up, and then the little chihuahua starts smiling like, you know, I got you. But it wasn't the person. It was the enemy using the person to stop me from getting to the altar to get close to God. And so this root of bitterness will do that. He'll use other people too. Example, you may have someone that um, does not want to want to, that says that they love you and they care about you, but they don't want to get, they get so close, not so close, and then they stop and they move back. And they don't want to, mm-hmm. what's the word? Commitment, right? They don't want to commit to the relationship. And it's because they have a root of bitterness that even though they act sweet and nice, they may not be able to move past that because they don't see that that is in them. And they may have that, their family may have that, and they may have other people that may want to keep them in that place of of root of bitterness also. And so it keeps them away and doesn't let them be happy and move forward because they're afraid to be hurt again. So there's all Mm -hmm. kinds of scenario with that root of bitterness with children, with adults, with relationships, with boyfriend, girlfriend, with spouses where that root of bitterness may try to come in, in churches, you know, how people can get Mm -hmm. hurt. And so we have to learn to identify this and get it out. That's our responsibility. 
God says, forgive, deal with it, forgive, stop talking, bite your tongue, don't say nothing, and work it. You know, it's it's a work in progress, you know, but the more you ask the Lord, the Lord will help you more. And you're going to feel the difference. You're going to feel more energy because that root of bitterness takes you, sucks the life out of you. It makes you tired, yeah. you know, because yeah. I've seen it with these two. With the, the the two people that I was talking about, and they were t- they would get tired, or their spouses would get tired, and I noticed that both their spouses end up with cancers. Mm. Thank you, because Jesus. it affected that root of bitterness affected them so bad, but they handled it different from them. But they mm-hmm. were prideful; they had all this other stuff, and it affected their their spouses. To the point where their spouses wanted to protect them and keep everybody away from them. I was like, wow. And then now, after the person has passed away, their children have tried to keep everybody, even after their death, children are trying to protect what? They're dead. For themselves, they probably have the root of bitterness. So Mm -hmm. we have to be careful and we have to, the Holy Spirit, show me. Show me what, where is this spirit? And if you see it in somebody, I took the, 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 uh, I took and I started texting and I texted both, both sides. You can't do this. This is the enemy's working overtime here. And I gave them scriptures and I'm praying for them. I know God is going to do something as I sense it in my spirit, but, um, we are called to tell one another and help one another to get that. And I know I haven't gotten to uh, everybody on the line, but listening to this is also going to help you to see that in your own life. As you listen to what the root of bitterness and other people dealing with their own um, issues. So, um, so let me pray for you, Janice. Is there any particular prayer that you want me to pray about or something? Before I move um, on, just that I, that I um, use wisdom and I'm I'm clear on what I need to be doing at this moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Janice. Father God, I lift her up to you, Lord. I, you see the situations. Um, she's becoming aware of what what the enemy's trying to do and possibly do in her own life, Lord. And so I thank you, Father God, for her obedience, Father God. And I pray, Father God, that the more she sees this, the more she deals with this, that um, this will bring healing into her family, Father God. Deal with her children when they have this root of bitterness. Touch their hearts and help them to, to forgive, Father God. I just pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you bring unity in the family, that with cords that cannot be uh, broken, Father God. And with the ex-spouse, Father God, I pray, Father God, that he realizes that there's nothing to fear here and that, that um, he can come close and he can be around family and, and that um, they can actually be friends and all for, for the unity of the family, Lord. I just pray that you work a miracle here. There's nothing impossible with you, Lord. Lord, just break down these things that are, are causing walls and divisions, Father God. And if this man also is in bitterness, Lord, we just pray, Father God, that whatever he's been going through in the with others, with whoever, Father God, that you help him, Father God, to heal and to help him to, to forgive, Father God. Help him to forgive, you know, even to forgive himself of his past, of things that he may have done mm-hmm. wrong and that he regrets, Father God. Help him, Father God, mm-hmm. that he won't be prideful, Father God, and, and stay stuck 
but that he will be set free mm-hmm. because you're helping him, Father God. Help him to know the truth, your truth, your word, Father God, in yeah. the name of Jesus. And help Janice, Father God, find a good church or even the church that she's in, Father God, that if she, uh, that you want to use her, Father God, to minister to people in that church, Father God, yeah. that you use her as Thank your vessel also, Father. Yeah, I praise you, Lord. I pray for that church, Father God, that you would help them to come back and and slowly, Father God, bring um, things back to normal, Father God. I pray that you give the the pastor the the and the leaders, Father God, strategies to to get this uh, moving again, Father God. And I just praise you, Lord. I just thank you because nothing is impossible. You you there's nothing impossible with you. And so we praise you and we give you glory. We, I pray, Father God, that you help them to conquer all the giants in their in their lives, Father God, that may be trying to stop them from serving you, from bringing you glory. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs> and amen. All Thank right, you, Jennifer. Uh, oh, I forgot something. Let me pray for your surgery. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you put the right doctors, the right nurses, Father God, that the doctors that are doing the surgery, that it be you in their hands doing what, uh, what needs to be done. I pray, Father God, that you give her rapid recovery, Father God. I pray that everything goes well, Father God, that, that you keep her safe, Father God, that you help her to recover quickly. And I, I pray that whether it's family, whether it's friend, that you will place people in her path, Father God, that will come and help her out, Father God. I pray that you you send, Father God, you send people, family members, Father God, put it in their hearts, Father, in her children's hearts, Father God. Touch them, Father God. Let it be a good time, a time of of uh, bonding, Father God, as, as they come to take amen. care of their mom. That it be a time of bonding in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank All you. right, Janice. I'm, I'm glad that you got something from this uh, message. Uh, that's what I was praying and hoping that it would it would that it would touch people to help them to to even get closer to God. So um, it's been a pleasure. Um, I hope you have a great week. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, just God bless you once again for you just being faithful and and being able to bring us all together so we can talk and. Uh, heal and um, get prayed for and thank you so much for flowing in the spirit all right all right well god bless you uh 251229 your name and where you're from hi prophetess Carmen. this is sarah calling from alabama hello sarah sarah from alabama okay give me a minute here because um uh, oh, okay give me a minute give me a minute uh, right. I need to jot something down here. All right. Thank you, Lord, for Sarah. Thank you, Father God. Let me put you on mute. Thank you, Father God, for Sarah. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. You know, I see you like holding a bowl, a bowl, um, and then you're placing it on the floor. And then I see a child uh, in front of you, um, and like you're, you're wiping their feet. You're wiping their feet, like washing their feet is what I'm seeing. 
I see that child uh, as as you wipe their feet, that they they don't understand, but it's fun to them. It's fun to them, and you're. I see that this child is receiving something special, just for the fact of that attention of of you sitting on the floor and wiping their feet and ministering to them that this child will remember this for many years to come. Thank you, Lord. I, I sense that it's a refreshing, uh, something that you're doing that will refresh the soul of this child. So we thank you, Father, for Sarah, for her sensitivity to knowing when she needs to minister to adults and when she needs to minister to children, because the the kingdom of God is belongs to the children, we have to be like the children, like children. So we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for the things that 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 refreshing time that you're using Sarah to minister to this child, to these children. And so we thank you, Lord. I hear a servant's heart, a servant's heart, and that's what you have, Sarah, a servant's heart, a servant's heart. You humble yourself to do things, even to the least of them, as if you were doing it for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord hears that your needs and, and, and the cry for your for the things that you need. He hears it. And he will he he hears you. He hears you. You it's not going on deaf ears. He it's not going on deaf ears. He hears you. And he hears your cry for the things that you need, for the situations you're living. And so we thank you, Father. I meet every need, Father God. Meet every need according to your riches and glory. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mark. Sarah! Amen. Amen. How are you, Sarah? What's good? Oh, I'm blessed, and so are you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What's going on? Amen. What? What? what Amen. Is new? Well, um, it's what's going on with the word and prophetically. It was just the Lord that gave you the words to say because, and the prophetic. Um, because I actually was, my daughter wasn't feeling well, and I was just there. Uh, she was, you know, just not feeling well at all, so I was there, and I just made sure she felt better by just, you know, rubbing her head and <laughs> doing things that will make her feel better. And then Aww. with the children, yeah, and with the children, when it's nap time, I I just I'm there just you know rubbing their backs and stuff making sure that they're gonna you know have a good nap and everything so <laughs> hmm. 
A servant yeah. heart indeed. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> How's your daughter now? How old is she? No, how how is she doing now? Oh, she's doing she's better. Good. She's doing good. Okay. She's better. She's better. All right. Do you have so, a, a prayer request? Um, anything you'd like to share with us tonight? Well, um, I think uh, Friday uh, when I was at work, I was by myself with the children because we had some people to call out um, that that had already needed to call out uh, anyway because they, you know, put it on the list of the uh, of the call outs. And so uh-huh. anyway, and uh, I just was kind of tired. <laughs> I was there from six thirty in the morning until about one o'clock which isn't too bad. Um, and they were kind of jumpy and everything, but I'm just praying today for strength. <laughs> I'm just praying to tonight for strength in my body and that uh, the Lord may continue to use me uh, in the word of God. Mm-hmm. We need to remember that we need that whenever we have a chance to rest. Um, Not only that Sabbath rest, you know, going to church on whether Saturday or Sunday, we need that time to rest spiritually and emotionally and uh, and physically. We need to find the time to spend with the Lord, you know, um, because we can burn both ends of the candle. And it has been known that stress is the number one killer, you know. Uh, we have to be real careful. And there's people that you tell them and you tell them and they don't listen until something happens. And then it's a point of no return. Then one thing happens after the other and, the, and after the other. Um, we have to take care of our, our bodies. Like I have an uncle. He's one of the youngest uncles that I have. And um he just lives any old way. He's had open-heart surgery. The other day he says, oh, now I have diabetes and I have a heart problem. And my diet for my diabetes I can't have for my for my heart problem. And the, the, the diet for my heart problem I can't have it because of my diabetes. He says, well, I can't have it, so I eat it anyway. <laughs> I'm like, Please, please tell me you're not doing that. He says, well, I can't eat anything. And I go, well, you have to take care of it now even more after that surgery. And so they tell you what they're doing, and then I don't know. I don't understand. But um, I give them their little scolding, and um, I hope that they do change. But, um, yeah, we have to spend time, you know, a lot of the things that we end up getting don't even have to happen if we're obedient. We have to take care of the temple of God. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We have to take care of, we have to answer to God for not taking care of these bodies. And rest is part of it. I remember um, being a security guard and I had gone to a, uh, an appointment with my doctor um, early in the morning. I had just gotten out of work, and they were like, "You, um, 
you work at night? The nurse says, I go, yeah. She says, I used to work at night. She says, um, I used to work at night, but I stopped doing that. And I go, oh, really, why? She says, well, I found out the hard way. She says, I end up getting diabetes. Apparently, when you work at night, it messes your body up, and people end up getting diabetes and all kinds of other issues. And I'm like, what? I go, That's, that can't be true. She goes, yes. So I looked it up, and sure enough, working nights, you know, graveyard shifts, that messes you up. We're not we're not meant to sleep at weird hours. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. <laughs> There's a reason for that. You know, go down with the sun, get up with the sun. There's a reason for all of that. That light helps give us vitamin D. And so many other things that we probably don't even know about. Um, but waking up at the same time, doing the same things, you know, every day, that our bodies need that. We need water. We need vitamins. We need rest. We need to rest. We need, you know, fun time. Time to do nothing. Just sit there and do nothing. Just rest. You know, a good bathtub, you know, a bubble bath. Good. It's relaxing. We need those times because if you're go, 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 your body's not meant for that. We're not machines that we could, and even machines break down. So imagine human bodies. There's no replacements for our bodies. <laughs> well, no, With in heaven, there's a bunch of replacements, but look at the things that people go through just because they, they let their flesh dictate. We can't let our flesh dictate. We have to spend time so we can be our best. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So tomorrow, if the Lord says the same, I'm going to take out the time, me and the Lord, and just rest. (laughs) Yes, rest. And for those that, you know, used to be in churches, you need to get back to church. A lot of churches suffered. Um, One of the pastors uh, where I I go to, mentioned that many of the churches of his a lot of his friends have not come back they don't do wednesday bible studies anymore they have not come back to normal and so we have to get back to to doing things and you know in a safe way clean wash your hands you know you wash your hands and you know um if you're afraid of you know you have a a a weak immune system well get it strong go to bed early eat what you're supposed to make yourself strong and uh Get back to church because we need to, you know, give our bodies, our mind, soul, body, everything it needs. It's not just your body. It's not just your soul. It's not just your your mind and your spirit. It's everything together. It's many factors. So uh, we have to be healthy, healthy, back, back to the Lord and get the food. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. It's not by bread alone. It's by God's word, so amen. Back to basics. <laughs> amen. 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 So that's what I was going right. to start doing. Sister, mm-hmm. My sister works yeah. as an insurance insurance claims, and she wakes up around, I'm going to say around 536 o'clock, and she uh-huh. goes to bed around 8 o'clock because she has to do that. She's trying to do it every day. But she usually has like one or two days off. But she does mm-hmm. get her, you know, 
rise with the chickens, down with the whatever, and she is sleeping properly, so that's what I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so pray for me. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> well, let's pray for Sarah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for Sarah. Father, I just pray that you help her with what she's requested uh, for her health and for managing her 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 body and her stress and all that, Father God. I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you give her the wisdom that little by little that she'll get there, Father God, that she will do one thing or eliminate this or add this. And we thank you, Father God, for that. We just thank you, Lord. And 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 we praise you for that. You know what? I'm just getting some something here. Like sometimes the big things come to us um, when we are constant, yeah, constant, being constant about something. Um, I noticed that I was taking some vitamin and I had stopped taking them, and I noticed that it was in fact helping me. I could see it in my skin. I could see it in the way I felt, and I was like, you know what? Sometimes you don't think that things are working, but because you stay faithful to doing it, slow, a slow process, but it works. So um, allow God to show you. Amen? Amen. All right, Sarah. Mm. All right. God bless well, you. I hope you have a, a great week. Oh, God bless you. Love you and thank you. God bless you. Love you. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, 214-415, your name and where you're from. Hi, Barbara from Texas. Hi. Hey. Oh, hi. How are you? Let me put you on mute and I'll get right back. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for Sister Barbara, Father God. No, that wasn't in it. All right. Thank you, Jesus, for Sister Barbara, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in her life. It is amazing, isn't it, Sister Barbara, that even throughout so many years that we still can learn new things or things that we had learned but that go deeper. God goes deeper and deeper. Deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, and gives us more understanding, more and more as we are obedient. And that's where I see you, that because of your obedience and you see what needs to be done, you are obedient, and God gives you more and more. You are on the straight and narrow path. And because you are on the straight and narrow path, you see more and more blessings, more and more blessings. You are an example of obedience. So we thank you, Father, that that example of obedience, others are seeing it and they're following it too. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and some people may underestimate you because they see how you lead your life and there's order and there's uh, an order that, that seems almost so simplistic that sometimes people underestimate, but then when they see, they see, they see, they see 
through your example, how they need to be. And so we thank you, Father God, for that example, that example in her of obedience. So thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. You know, I just see you relaxing and, like, taking life easy. I see you relaxing and taking life easy, and it's like, but you're getting things done, and it's amazing. And it amazes you, too, that even so, you get, you've gotten things done. And it's the Lord that's allowing you because there is an order in your life. Because of that order, things become simpler and easier. So we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for that simplicity of life that is a big uh, teacher to others. Thank you, Lord, for the eyes that are on her, watching her, Father God, in her life, doing things, helping. Thank you, Lord, for her time that she spends in, uh, in her time with you. And yeah, I'm just seeing you uh, relaxing, like you're resting, like it's like like you're in a constant rest, like in a constant rest, a peaceful rest, um, enjoying yourself. And people underestimate you because of that, because they think life has to be hard. Life has to be hard in their eyes, but they're seeing that, no, you can have a peaceful life. You can have things. And things can be done, and it it doesn't need to be all that. And so we thank you, Lord, because of the lessons you have learned and the lessons that others will learn because of you. And you still are learning lessons. That doesn't stop you, and that's why you're in the place that you're in, because you continue allowing God to teach you. And, and show you. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it seems so simple, but it's that simple. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's see. It seems so simple. Hello, Sister Barbara. How are you? Resting with me. Hearing, making sure that I'm, my life is well pleased with the Lord, making sure that I'm doing everything that Barbara knows, but also there's the side where, Lord, it's your turn. Here I am, waiting, looking, praying, fasting, seeking. And you know, I hear now, the fear of the Lord is what yeah. it, what protects. The fear of the Lord. I'm hearing the fear of the Lord. And many people that forget the fear of the Lord is are those that get themselves in trouble. Because they don't have the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is safety for us. Mm-hmm. So we're safe when we have the fear of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. So what's been going on? Anything new? Anything you want to uh, share with us tonight? I just really just wanted to take those instructions of just be careful of when you go and you meet different ones and they have those just little 
um, personal uh, deliverance and just be careful. So I, you know, just basically have just, just stood before the Lord on my hands and face and knees and asked the Lord, is there anything that's hidden? Is there any agenda? Is there anything that I'm not aware of? The root of the problem. Mm-hmm. God, Lord, make sure it's not me that's standing in the way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you find anything that's not right, Lord, root it up and root it out. So that's been my mm-hmm. prayer for, um, I guess, the last three or four weeks, um, making sure my heart is pure, making sure my hands are clean. Because the things well, you can uh, you can pick up a lot of you can pick up a lot of things by what people say. You just mm-hmm. don't have to say much, and it'll come out. They'll come out with what they say, and we don't even have to look for it. It'll come out, whatever it is that <laughs> you know. When you're seeking the Lord and you're in His presence, the anointing on us will not allow something that is not of the Lord to be comfortable. So we really mm-hmm. don't need to be looking for that. What we need to do is spending time with the Lord in his presence, and that anointing will will even break, you know, whatever is on some mm-hmm. some people. They may even manifest. They may even manifest. Mm-hmm. But the safety of it is staying in him, staying in the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. doing what he says, spending the time with him. The focus is God. Not on the enemy. The enemy mm-hmm. is always going to be doing something. But when you when the the presence of God is there, I mean, the enemy has to flee. When there is light, the enemy, and you turn on the light, it, the, the cockroaches flee. <laughs> the cockroaches mm-hmm. flee. You know, so we have to be the light. Allow God to have that light in us, so that when we're in anyone's presence. It'll happen. It'll manifest, mm-hmm. and it'll have to go out in Jesus' name. And we don't have Amen. to look for any of that. Yeah, you know, it's like a pastor would tell us years ago. He says, when when you look at the word, you don't have to look at what everybody, other ministries are saying or mm-hmm. other people are teaching. It's almost like, you know, uh, the dollar bill. Um, in the government, You when you knew what the dollar bill looked like, you didn't have to look for the false ones because you knew exactly which ones was the, the real deal. So the more you're in God and spending time with him, then you're going to know and I be, you're able, you're going to be the expert at it, at the word of God, than the things of the world, the things of the enemy. So that's what we need to do. We need to become experts in, in the things of God, in the word of God, in walking with God and everything that God asks us to do. And then everything else will identify what's of the Lord or not because we're in it. Mm-hmm. Now, this That's doesn't right. look like us. This doesn't look like us. And it's so much easier. So much easier. I mean, I can mm-hmm. pick up a whole bunch of things from other people and I don't have to say a thing. I just sit down and watch. I want people watch it. <laughs> I enjoy watching people. I love it, especially little children. <laughs> and I, I love listening to um, the way certain people talk. I just crack up. I enjoy it. You know, I'm learning to shut up mm-hmm. more and listen more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not like when I was young. I was 
talk more, but now I'm learning to shut up <laughs> and not say much. Mm-hmm. So we learn more that way. You know, we can observe, um, but we don't purposely, you know, we're not um, purposely looking for the bad fruit. Let's look for the good fruit in people. And when you tell people mm-hmm. what good things they're doing, I don't know. I like being told, you know, hey, good job, you know, this is good, or wow, that touched me, touches my soul a lot more than you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that, you shouldn't be doing this, you know, that reminds me of the nuns that um, I used to be in, because I used to be in a Catholic school, and we had nuns, they were strict, and man, it was rough, some of these nuns were really rough, but yet there were some that were so sweet, and they would teach you in a different way. And that's what touched my heart. I One time I wanted to be a nun. I wanted to be a nun because of some of the sweet nuns that I had seen. I saw the love of God. You know, I didn't understand as a child, yeah, you need discipline. But you know what? We can we can bring the love and the fear of God with love. That's, that draws people. You know, some people need it. Some people need, you know, the tough uh, whooping. But for the most part, People need to feel the love of Jesus. Jesus won them over with love. Mm-hmm. Jesus won them over with love. And so we need to do the same. Win them over with love. I can't tell you how many testimonies I've heard of people saying, you know what, didn't like this group, but you know what, won me uh, how sweet and nice and loving they were. <laughs> I didn't care for what they are preaching, mm-hmm. but that's what drew me in. That's what I heard. It was somebody the other day, um, somebody that was, I think, uh, 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 a homosexual or something like that. And they went to this church that I, uh, I go to, and they won them over. They didn't care for them, but there's, that person is serving now. And so the love of Jesus. Yes, there's time for dis- disciplining, but for the most part, you know, like with the dollar bill, like I was saying, the dollar bill, you know which one it is, you can learn to identify it. And there's no problem, but you're not going to come across it with a lot of bad dollar bills all the time. For the most part, you're going to get good dollar bills, right? So people are good. There's some good in them, so we need to focus on that. Um, otherwise, it could be a, a root of bitterness also because people that have that root of bitterness tend to always be, you know, skeptical and uh, they tend to uh, see faults in others. And so we have to be careful we don't go into that line and maybe inspect our own fruit and, and check and make sure that what is in us is not something that may be religious. And... Um, we need to pluck that out because it brings darkness. And then those that are around us can end up in the same darkness. With the story that I gave earlier of these two men in my family that um, they defiled other people. And, and look now, a lot of them are fighting because of their behavior, because of their bitterness, because of the bitterness in their family of hurt and pain. You know, even as I was talking about how they had lost their mother and how as they were little children, I didn't realize that the perspective of their own family member that had lost that family member and had to take care of them 
um, made them bitter. And they may have been the contributors of those two little boys' uh, root of bitterness coming in into their lives. I didn't realize it as I was talking about it. I was like, oh, my goodness. So, I mean, we have to be careful that we don't easily get offended or take other people's offense. We need to learn to love and to forgive. Amen? You know, love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. Is there anything mm-hmm. you'd like to mention tonight or, or teach about tonight? Well, um, everything, I enjoyed the word. I enjoyed everything. And it just, you know, uh, I just asked the Holy Ghost to examine Barbara to make sure Barbara's good. <laughs> And so I could keep He's it not moving. The only one. Me too. But, yeah, so I could keep it moving, and it was so good. But also, I um, as I was out today, I just want to pray for the family, um, the young man that lost his life today. Uh, his oh, name no. was Juan, and uh, the, as the boat searched and searched, and they were all looking for him at the lake. Um, the young lady, he was out there. She fought for her life, but she made it back, but he didn't. And so it was a sad situation, and I just want to say a prayer, you know, for oh, the bereaved family that lost a young yes. young person, you know. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. We'll join you in agreement. So, Father, I just ask for strength in them, God, and the condolence our heart goes out to them, God that when we lose a, a loved one, that they would not be bitter and just, you know, just put their loving arms around each and every one that actually saw everything that happened and different ones that gave their time of day to reach out to help find and and waited patiently. And our prayers were, Lord, let them find them before it got dark. And that happened. So, God, now we need your angels, your holy angels to go before us, God, and give them strength, God, and and make the way, lead and guide and direct them, God, in every area of the day, you know, even during the months that's to come, God, to lift up their hung down head and let that be a lesson taught to not get in that water without your lifeguard or jacket on, yes. that everybody would learn from this, this experience that is hard and it puts us in a position that nobody wants to be in. So, Lord, we just ask for guidance. We ask for more love and protection. We just ask that you cover their hearts, cover their minds with, yeah. with the word of God and the heaven is God. That we look to the hill which cometh our help, but we know that our help comes yeah. from the Lord. In the mighty name yeah. of Jesus, that you continue to guide them. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Peace. Yes, and Lord, the turn family. the tragedies around, Father God, make something good about this father god i don't know you can make a work you can work a miracle lord that people's hearts will start realizing that tomorrow's not guaranteed to any of us and so i pray father god that you be with that family that you touch their hearts that you do not uh, help them to not hold in any any bitterness any bitterness because of this loss lord but turn it around for good in jesus name Touch that family, the parents, Father God. Mm. That is hard. Strengthen them, Father God. Strengthen them. Strengthen the whole family, Father, in Jesus' name. 
turn it around for their good in Jesus' name. Oh, man, that's not that's not good. Uh, I remember last week I even talked about that. Um, my son-in-law's uh, brother was um, fishing. Remember about the anchor? He put the anchor around mm-hmm. his ankle. That, that dragged him down. Um, yeah, messing around around water is a very dangerous um, with children, we have to be careful with them. Um, but our anchor is the Lord. And I pray yes. that these people will know that Jesus is their anchor and that they don't um, look at the situation as, you know, something that, that they can't recover. So I pray, Father God, help them. Place pastors, people, good people, Father mm-hmm. God, around them with words that come from you, Father God, to bring healing in their souls. We pray in Jesus' name. Oh, man, that is so, that's yeah. rough. That's rough. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, yeah. Sister Barbara, anything else so, you'd like to mention tonight? Yeah, I just want the Lord to not let my heart be stony and, and hard-hearted and that I can move forward in this life because there's work out here for us to do. And um, yeah. sometimes, you know, we can connect with the wrong people and, because you, we, we've been going this way and they go another way and they come back thinking we're the one that's not right. And sometimes we have to just love them, you know, out of long yeah, time just, love them. just move on. You know, yeah, so. we just, you know, somebody waters, somebody sees, you know, there's different things mm-hmm. that we all do. Uh, we don't all have to go through with them through the end. I mean, that's what the body of Christ is there for. It's like um, it's a village taking care of a child. <laughs> it's like the same goes. It takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a, a village of Christians to to bring people and help them to grow in the in the ways of the Lord too. You know, I, one does this, mm-hmm. and the other one does that, and and it's the same thing. And some people think that they have that that weight. That, that that they have to carry to bring that person to where whatever they have to to you know wherever they they're walking with the Lord and that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. We all work together. We all individually um, and together help each other. And so, yeah. um, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but without love, <laughs> it's nothing. So thank you. Thank you for that word. Thank you. Anything else you'd like to mention tonight? Well, I can't think of anything else, but I would like to uh, pray for my daughter, Latoria. Okay. Night. Mm -hmm. Anything specific? No, No, just whatever the Lord gives you. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for Latoria's relationships, for her relationships at work, Father God. I pray, Father God, that uh, that whatever is out of order will come into order. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for Latoya, Father God, because uh, the voice of the enemy, she doesn't hear. She hears your voice loud and clear. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus because of her decision-making, Father God, that is led by you. We declare and decree that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because of uh, even the influences around her, Father God. You're lining them up, Father God, that those, even those that seem good, 
Father God, you know who should be near her and who should not. And so we thank you, Father God, for those uh, outside relationships, whether it's at work or uh, wherever, Father God, that, that you bring divine connections in her life, bring divine connections. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you for the fear of the Lord, for the fear of the Lord over her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, because she has the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you. God bless you, Sister Barbara. God bless you. Love you. Love you. Love her. All right. Uh, The next call, let's see. I'm trying not because the numbers keep humping from here to there. Mm, All right. Um, 251-342, your name and where you're from. Hey, this is Patrice from Alabama. Oh, okay. All right. Let me put you on mute, Latrice. All right. Thank you, Lord, for Sister Latrice. Because he lives, oh, fear is gone because he lives. I can face tomorrow. And Latrice knows that who lives for her. And she can face tomorrow because he's in tomorrow, just as he is in her today. And so we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, for her life, for her family's life, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for the healing touch of her hands, Father God, for the love, loving touch of her hands, that even though her body may be tired at times, she still extends her hands of love, of healing. So we pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you strengthen her body, that you strengthen her her um, immune system, that you help her, Father God, in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father God, to give her the wisdom that she needs in order to uh, keep her body healthy in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the new strategies for her body, Father God, the new strategies you're giving her to take care of her body in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the sweet sleep that she receives tonight and every other night, Father God. Thank you, Lord. So I pray, Father God, that you would help her to be on uh, a schedule that is normal, Father God, that is not changeable, that something that that she can work with and uh, that is constant and the same. So we thank you, Father God, for that. We ask you for that for her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Sister Latrice, how are you? God bless you. It is well, it is well in spite of, yes, ma'am, and I do see that word waiting on that schedule any minute now. Oh, so you are <laughs> waiting on the schedule? Uh, no, I want to get on one that's much better than it is now, but uh, oh, I just have to get up uh, extremely early most days. Uh, yes, oh, I know. going to count it Absolutely. out, Joy. Amen, amen. So what yes, can we pray yes, for you yes. for today? Do you have anything you'd like to say tonight? 
Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in her life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, you know, I feel like you you tend to get down on yourself because you expect yourself to be where you're not, where God doesn't have you yet. But in your eyes, you think you need to be where so many people have um, have been or are, and God sees where you are, and He is pleased. He sees, He sees. But don't be hard on yourself. You know, learn to love yourself. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, Sierra, what's Amen. going on? God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. Um, yeah, that is so right. So so right. And I I was just saying to myself, like, Lord, it it just seems like I'm at a standstill. Why am I still in this place? I should be further than what I am. What is going on? <laughs> but that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be hard on yourself. The Lord sees you're pleasing to him. Just continue, you know, to move. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all he, he wants. He doesn't, this is not a race. This is, well, it is a race. It is a race. I take that back because uh, Paul talked about that, um, that we need to, you know, keep fighting until we finish the race. But um, mm-hmm. not in, in in the way that we see it. It's almost like um, a fun race. You know what I'm saying? Um, God sees mm-hmm. it and he's cheering you on. It's like having, uh, you know how you ever seen parents running? in a race, in a track, and uh, the parents, not not the parents, the children running, and they're running, and yeah. it's fun, and, and they're like, yeah, 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 he's going to make it. You know, it's all fun for everybody. <laughs> and so I see that for for you from the Lord, that, you know, the Lord is cheering you on, and he sees, you know, and, and you're getting better, and you're getting better, and you're getting better. And so that's what you have to focus on, not not on the strictness of everything, like, <laughs> no, God is there for you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, yes, he's a loving God. He is a loving God. And we make mistakes, but he's a loving God. So um, love yourself. Amen. Amen. You want uh, prayer for anything? Anything you'd like to say tonight? Um, yes, ma'am. Um, I am seeking prayer for uh, just me and my child's uh, father relationship. That it that there is some type of bond and and it gets better. For your, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you well. For your spouse, you said. Uh, for my child. Father, that our bond and relationship gets better, that we can actually like coexist, you know, coexist and all of that, you know. That you can what? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I'm so sorry. Can you give me now? Yeah, uh, for your relationship with your child's father. Yes. Yes. For what was it for? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that part. That it it gets better instead of so much of drama or can't you know that we can at least exist for the child. So uh, are you dating or is it um, that you're 
being together for your son's sake? Yes, being together for the child's sake. Okay, so all right, now I understand. Father, in Jesus' name, we just lift up Sierra and um, the father of her child, Father God. I pray that, Father God, that there will be an amicable relationship, Father God, that they will uh, learn to be loving and kind and that they learn to work as a team um, for their their child, Father God, that their child will see um, the love that they can provide just because they love them, love this child, Father God. So I ask you, Father God, that you touch this man, that you would help him to see that um, it's better to work together than work apart. And uh, I pray, Father God, that you do do a special work there in that relationship, Father God, for this child's sake. And so we thank you, Father, for this man, for um, Sierra, for this child. Bless them, Father God. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you get to hear my message at the beginning of, of the show, um, The Root of Bitterness? Um, no, ma'am. I came in kind of late. Okay. Well, when the show ends, um, or you can listen to it tomorrow, so you have an idea of what um, that root of bitterness can do to people. I also gave that information about something that that were happening that was happening with uh, family members and how it got out of hand with the other family members. So um, listen to that. I think you're gonna. You're going to benefit from that and see some things uh, in maybe others and in, or yourself. But regardless, we're supposed to see these things to stop people from allowing this root of bitterness to come into their lives and ruin them and ruin others. Uh, it's really, really important that you, you listen to it. Um, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. Is there anything you'd like to say tonight, Sierra? Anything you want to share? Um, I do have a question. How do I go to listen to that again? Would I have to call a certain number? Okay. Or? No, you could go online. Um, if you have a, an app store, um, an, mm-hmm. uh, I think what is that? Well, you can do. You can find it on Block Talk Radio. Um, just write PGN and then you click the block talk radio and it shows the shows in there on the archives. You can okay. see the last one that that's been on there and other ones, you know, Prophet Randy's Prophet Randy's is on another one. But for, for us, uh, the rest of us, we we're on that regular one. The the PGN one. Let me see. There is an mm-hmm. app. Let's see. Uh give me a minute so I can give you um, where it gives, if you have like an Apple TV or something like that, they have, uh, give me one second here. I know I have that, that app where it sends it to you. Uh, I'll have to give it next week or something like that. Uh, no, it may be on iTunes. I'm not quite sure. Um is it on iTunes? No. I know there's there's a, some shows that you can um, send it to your phone and then you can listen to them later on. Um, 
when you hear podcast, you know the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can hear also uh, the PGN. Just type in PGN, and you can hear the PGN podcast there. Okay. Anything that you have a, a podcast thing for, um, it'll show even other ministers and things like that. But you can listen to that and set it to send your, you uh, the information, and you can have it sent. Or ask Prophet Randy. He knows how to – if you you just text him, and he'll send you um, – the podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because right. I can't Thank send it so to much. anybody's phone, but he can. He can send it to the phone. You just, you know, tomorrow gotcha. you can send it. Send them one and say, send them a text. Can you send me um, last night's podcast so I can hear it again? Or other instructions on how to listen to, but mainly through PGN. Um, just type in PGN and it'll take you to. Um, Block Talk Radio directly to the PGN one, and you can see the archives there. Okay? Yes. All right. Thank All you right. so much well, for that. All right. Well, God bless you. I pray you have a wonderful week and that everything goes well for you. And come back next week. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. And then there's another other callers, but they don't have their hands raised up, so I'm not going to... Um, answer their calls. I'm going to play the song The Giants once again so that you can hear that song. It's an awesome song. Um, let me give you that the lyrics to that once again. Um, okay, the lyrics to this song, because sometimes it sounds a little muffled. It says, you can do anything. You're great and you're mighty. All I need is a memory of a victory, like a stone in a sling, like every time that you fought for me. First came the bear, then came the lion, now comes the giant. Down goes the giant, down goes the giant. And um, I'm going to play that song and uh, pray that you have a wonderful week and God bless you all.